Hi. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. I want you to come to my van dealership. Bye. Welcome to the home of stupid. That's right. You're now listening to Common Man and T-Bone. The show is off the rails crazy today, and shockingly, it's not because we're talking about, like, nipples or something. It's because we have real crazy news going on. Wait, that's only on Nipple Wednesdays. Featuring Panama Ted, imported from Panama. Thank you, Ted. You suck. Leanna Ray on traffic. Five minute delay. And a bunch of internet sounds that make no sense. To reach around the guy. <laughs> you gotta squat and be ready. <laughs> Balls on his chest. Strap in and strap it on. This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Happy Monday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. We have a big program today. The segment that's not a segment, yikes, is coming up at 434 around the diamond with Jason Stark at 534. Nope. <laughs> nope. No, I think we should still play that whenever Jason says anything. We should just play that sound effect. Love it. I, uh, full disclosure to you. May have some intestinal difficulties Oh, during the show today. Well, we played a game today. Teddy and I played a game. What was the game? Uh, well, we have a, an employee lounge here at the building, mm-hmm. which uh, has been evacuated, abandoned since everybody went home. Mostly yeah. the salespeople used it, and the salespeople have not been back to the building here. And so their lounge has been abandoned. But what they have is they have refrigerators full of pop, right? Sure. And they, they have snacks out there that you pay for on the honor system. You take a bag of chips, and then you you know leave some money, or you just steal it, oh, whatever. Yeah, either way, right. But there's a bunch of chips up there and bad-for-you treats. The area has been totally abandoned since last March. They have not restocked anything. They have not thrown anything away. And so Teddy and I went up there and we decided to sample some things that have long been expired to see what kept the best. And I got to yeah. tell you, I was a little surprised by the results. What happened? Well, I had a pre-pandemic bag of Cheetos. Uh, the bag expired in February of 2020. Wow. And I, so I that was not... almost expired before the pandemic was even well, over. Pre- that's that was... why I call it pre-pandemic I see. I Cheetos. Thought you, yeah, yeah. That's that's no good. No. Well, I, that's what I thought. So I, I, I grabbed one of those. I grabbed a bag of Skittles that expired in February of this year. Okay. So much more recent on the expiration. I got some Starburst, which expired last November, and some Pop-Tarts, which... Oddly enough, have not expired yet. <laughs> the crap they're putting in those pastries. My God. Right. So so all of those now, as I understand it, for those type of dry goods, most of that is expired freshness and taste will possibly be compromised. But it's not supposed to be like, you know, growing mold or something right, on like right. a Starburst. First of all, nothing was moldy. All right, nothing. Right, okay. we, we tried all of these. Nothing was moldy, but 
What do you think the freshest was of all those things that I just mentioned? Boy, you know, the thing you'd want to think is the one that's not actually expired is the Pop-Tarts, but I'm going to guess that's wrong? No, actually, they were very fresh. Okay, Pop-Tarts were great. They were packed full of preservatives, very fresh. Good to know. Frosted strawberry, can't beat it. I remember the days, kids, where frosting on your Pop-Tart was just a dream, and now it's the norm. Oh, yeah? You you remember the plain Pop-Tarts? I remember the plain Pop-Tarts, yes. And I remember when I specifically remember when they came out with Frosted Pop-Tarts because my mom never let us buy Pop-Tarts, ever, ever. Yeah. And I remember at the grocery store, I came up to her, I said, look, Mom, they're new. And they were fr- they were frosted pop tarts, and I thought she was going to have a stroke. But I yeah. knew in that moment, if she never let us buy the regular pop tarts, she's never going to let me buy the frosted pop tarts. Right? Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. And that's I'll- why I committed her to a home last week. Just punishment. Can't blame you. So the frosted pop tarts were good. They were good. Now I told you, pre-pandemic Cheetos expired February of 2020. These are over a year Over expired. a year past the expiration date. Oof. And you would assume that would be the worst. Well, I'm not going to give anything away. But then we had uh, Skittles expired in February of this year. Yeah. And uh, Starburst expired oh, in November, November yeah. of 2020. What's next on the fresh? I'll say Skittles were next. Skittles were not next. The, Skittles were the, hard, tough to eat. Oh, the Cheez-Its were next? Cheetos, not Cheez-Its. Oh, che- Cheetos. That Cheetos. totally changes the dynamic. Yes, then, it's yeah. Cheetos. Still, those were next? Yes. Wow. Tremendously fresh. Really? It's I like mean, it's, It was like eating a fresh bag of Cheetos. I mean, it's not like we're talking about a spongy, soft bread product that then might accidentally get hard. I mean, they're Cheetos. They are already dehydrated and crunchy. That's what you want. You just don't want them to be like chewy or... No, I thought maybe moisture would get to them. Nope. Sealed up, sealed up, crunchy. But think about the snacks that people probably throw away. Maybe you've seen Cheetos that are expired. You're like, oh, it's expired. You throw it away. No, don't do that. You can eat them. They're just they're they're just saying they're not as tasty. Well, they were pretty damn tasty to me. I'm going to guess the skills are the worst. Now that you've said the Starburst were the worst. Starburst, Starburst were completely inedible. Wow, could not eat them. They would just rip your teeth right out of your mouth. (laughs) Terrible. Yeah, they must be. There must be some kind of expiring product in them that allows for that chewy goodness. Because once you get, yeah, I'm not a big fan of like chewing the Starburst, but that's on a normal good Starburst. So if you get ones that are like too hard to chew, no, I would be out on those completely. So I ate all that before the show, which is never a good idea. Yeah. And so Teddy was with me, and we're leaving the lounge area. We got all these snacks. And yeah. Teddy's like, hey, man, you going to pay for those? I said, no, I'm not going to pay for them. They're all Someone expired. Already, those, are, those are already been paid for. This room for. has been abandoned. These are all expired. Those are, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Man. In the refrigerator, they still had muffins in there. Oh, There was some no. caterpillars oh, on those muffins. Oh, no, those need to, why would no one clean that out? The building, 10TV has actually been, like, people in yes, it. Yes, there's for, functional people. In the, well, there's people. I don't know if they're functional. Well, you know what I mean. The it's building been has been functional. Right. That's I don't understand why they wouldn't have a cleaning crew just come in there and take all that out of there and just throw it all away. At least the fridge. But you know what the kicker is? The refrigerator that they have the muffins in, mm-hmm. they took the time to lock that refrigerator so no one could eat those muffins as opposed to just throwing the muffins away. I don't... I, 
Never so underestimate laziness. How do you even lock a refrigerator? They're, they're, they're a little, you know, they're, they have the little key locks in them. I didn't know. I didn't. I, I've learned something new today. I did not know you could lock a refrigerator. I had no idea. These are special refrigerators. These are Dom okay. Tiberi special refrigerators. Because okay. apparently, if you didn't lock the refrigerator, Dom would just be eating the moldy muffins. <laughs> Don't throw the muffins away now. Lock the refrigerator. I need someone to clarify for me because I didn't know about this. My parents keep pop in the house but they don't drink pop very often if at all yeah they keep it in the house because they have you know sons with families who come over and we will occasionally drink the pop and obviously we hadn't been over there in a while because the pandemic but before pandemic we'd gone over once and my mom had said oh check that pop because it might be expired and i said what are you talking about pop expires and i looked sure enough it was it was expired i have a story about that does it does it actually like can you die if you drink expired I don't think you're going to die. It's just not going to th- taste good. There's probably a period of time where the taste wears away. But I had a friend in high school, Chris Clark. He worked at the Coke bottling plant mm-hmm. in our in our town. His enti- his job in high school was he was the guy who supervised the cans coming back into the factory to get new expiration dates put on. <laughs> So, so they, they would take they off the old the expiration old date. And they put the yes, <laughs> that was his job. New expiration date. So is and that I just said, a psychological said, thing? I don't know, but I said, so does it go bad? He said, well, yeah. And like, you know, 10 years it'll go bad, but <laughs> not yet. So we just well, put right. new dates on. I assume if you've saved like a souvenir from a team winning, you know, they'd make those like yeah, commemorative pop probably cans. Probably crack that open. It's not very good. If you've got an 85 Bears Pepsi, Bear. you know, may, maybe maybe that one's a little rough if you were to open it and try to drink it now. But Bear. yeah, a year old Mountain Dew, I would hope is not going bad. I would hope that's that's not a problem. I would think you'd still drink that. All right. So I ate all the pre-pandemic all Cheetos right. and stuff. So if I have massive squirting during the show, oh, I, I hope you don't. That would be bad for all of us. No, that would be good radio. Actually, I don't really care because I'm miles away from whatever's going to happen to you. So go ahead. Do whatever you got to do. Ted. (laughs) Ted. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Reds split a four-game series in Denver over the weekend. They host the Giants tonight. Indians lose three of four in Seattle. They're still out west for the Angels tonight. The crew Mm. lost one nothing to New England yesterday. I know on Friday you were bullish about that matchup for the crew. I, w- but- I was, but uh, no Lucas Zellerai on in that game, which definitely affected things. He ate the bad Cheetos. Couldn't that's play. Right. Yeah, that's it. Um, I'll tell you what, man. The crew right now, they need a break in the worst way. They have. I, I don't know if it's just fatigue. I think there's a lot of that. They've played a ton of games here. Before the season, Mike, I was under the impression, because it's a very deep roster, they added pieces to this roster in mm-hmm. the offseason. I was very excited about all that. And and then like half the half the roster's been injured. So you would think, well, they're deep though. They should be okay to get through this. Mike, they've played five MLS games this year. You want to take a stab at how many goals a crew player has scored in those five games? You want to guess? One. They they have been shut out in four of their five games, didn't including score, last night. Didn't they score three goals in a game, though? Uh, there were three goals scored in that game. D.C. United had two of oh, them as own goals. Oh, okay. D.C. United's defenders have scored more goals for the crew than the crew forwards have That's this You know year. what? That's quite a stat right there. <laughs> That's awful. That is, they, are, they are playing terribly right now in MLS. Now, 
you go back to the Champions League game they had here where they played Monterey, they were up two to one late in that game. Should have sealed it up. I, Mike, I contend if they could go back in time, they would, I think the entire crew organization, the fans, everyone would like to go back to up two one against Monterey at home and just see that one out to two to one and, and do it all over again. Do on the field stuff over again. Do the off the field rebrand thing over again. I bet if the crew front office people and ownership could tell you honestly, they would want to see that redone again. Yeah, it's if been a disaster turn since that. Back time. Mm-hmm, that's right. <laughs> if only there was this is a your song. video. This is your video. Oh, this is everybody's friend. video. <laughs> if I, could turn back time. I saw the um, the elephant show that she's on now. Oh yeah, have you she's seen helping this? out. She's she's uh, helping out with elephants, right? Yeah, she's, she's helping, helping out with elephants. Adopted or something. Yeah, I saw the the promo for it where she's like elephants. They're just like us. No, they're not, Cher. They're yeah. elephants. Now, they have thoughts and feelings. and They're very intelligent. I'm sure they, they are. They, yeah, they they're not like memories. us. They're elephants. I gotta tell you, if an elephant started, you know, dancing around like her and Putting singing to that elephant, I don't know. I don't know, if I'd, I don't know if I'd be up for that. Oh, I think I would. <laughs> for the elephant? You I would? Don't, I don't care. <laughs> This is a good way to start a Monday show, I'll uh-huh. tell you. That's right. Crew just need a break, Mike. That's mm-hmm. it. Just need a little time off. Or to find a time machine and go back like a month. And John Tortorella's over. favorite singer is Cher. And I have a story about how John Tortorella wanted to quit last year. Details next. She also dances on Navy ships in her spare time. It's time for traffic. There you go. With Leanna Ray. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Thanks, guys. Watch out for some road construction. It has the roadway reduced to two lanes on North High Street southbound between Campus View Boulevard and 270. That's on the north side. It is causing backups over here. Plan on some slowdowns in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Audible. Freshen up your playlist this spring with Audible Plus. Listen all you want to thousands of select Audible originals, audiobooks, podcasts, and more. Start a free 30-day Audible Plus trial when you sign up at audible.com. Turn your way with fan traffic. The kings of local social media. Twitters and twatters. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Monday. The segment that's not a segment, yikes, is coming up at 434. Round the Diamond with Jason Stark at 534. Let's talk some uh, infuriating blue jackets, shall we? Yeah, let's do. So, report in The Athletic last week that John Tortorella actually wanted to quit after the 2019-2020 season, but he was talked back Mm. for a couple different reasons. He was talked back by Nick Foligno, personal appeal, to say, let's finish what we started. And he was talked back because the Blue Jackets were not going to pay him his $2.5 million left on his contract, and he didn't want to lose the cash. I'm going to guess one of those weighed slightly more on his decision-making than the other. Here's what aggravates me, though. When Yarmo comes out and he makes his, you know, vote of confidence for John Tortorella, we're getting emails from people, getting messages from people saying, you know what, these guys know what's going on. Yarmo knows what's going on behind the scenes, and he honestly thinks that John Tortorella is the right man for the job. 
I, I don't believe that for a second. I really don't. Here's what I see. I see a general manager who refused to admit that he was wrong. I see an organization that is cheap and didn't want to pay out a coach for their their terms doing nothing. And I see a head coach that doesn't have his heart in it anymore, even though he wants to rip everybody who takes a shift off. This guy took an entire season off simply because he didn't want to be out two and a half million dollars. That's yeah. what I see. I mean, if if there was a player who said, yeah, I don't really want to do this, but they talked me back into it, and I wasn't going to get paid if I didn't show up. So I'm here. If there was a player who had that attitude for John Tortorella, they would have been never, never seen the ice. The ice. Right. They would, and, they'd, and you'd be lucky if they weren't sitting up in the rafters every night. I mean, that... Like that—that that is the to me the hypocrisy of John Tortorella, at least at the end of his tenure, which is he expects every player to go out there and you know get blood from a turnip kind of situation where you just got to squeeze everything out of these guys, and then he, on the other hand, though, is totally allowed to just be like, ah, I don't know if I really want to be here or not, but ah, I'll do one more year. Yeah, I guess that's fine. I, I just I don't really get that. I don't understand the people who who think that somehow John Tortorella should have been brought back at this point. I can understand who are those people. I don't. I've yeah. There's fans. Fans that say, "Oh, well, who, who are we? Who are we going to get, Mike?" It's that who whole are argument. We, who, who are we going to get? Going to get? I, I love that. Because that is the lazy man's answer to any difficult question. Who you know, are we going to get? There is a weird inferiority complex. I think with with a small small segment of the Blue Jackets fan base, but it annoys me to no end. And I guess it, it exists in all of our Columbus sports teams to some degree, but I just hear it from Jackets fans more, which is, who are we going to get? Why would anyone want to come here? Uh, this city, I mean, we're just lucky to even have a team. So why do we have that? I, I've heard that too with the crew, by the way, over this logo thing. You're just lucky to have a team. When, when do we stop being lucky as Columbus people, as Central Ohio residents? When do we stop getting to be lucky that we have these pro sports teams? And when do we get to have expectations for them? Especially Never. with, with the Blue Jackets. I'm, I am of the belief that you can convince people to live in Central Ohio. You know why? Because I live in Central Ohio. Mike, you live in Central Ohio. Millions of people live yeah, in Central but Ohio. You don't have, you don't care about fancy things here <laughs> this is like the dennis leary <laughs> kevin costner conversation in draft day right they yes. have fancy things in cleveland no they don't <laughs> they have fancy things in dallas <laughs> right i just i tend to think that if you're going to pay someone millions of dollars you can you can find players who want to come here the bigger thing is they want to win right you have to believe in the organization and you have to also think if you're going to be a player i don't want to be miserable while i'm there if we're if we're even if we are going to win i don't want to hate my life and I do think there are some players, not all, some players love John Tortorella. They gravitated towards whatever it was that he did as far as motivational tactics, you know, giving you the stink guy if you took a shift off, that kind of thing. There were plenty of players who bristled at that. So for me, yeah, I think that's going to be a big change. But to go back to those comments and, and to find out that John Tortorella basically won it out last year, uh, the organization should have to answer for this. Why then did you let John Tortorella run out your plan at center after five games? Right? I mean, that was a two-year deal with PLD. He obviously, for whatever reason, was malcontent with something that had happened in that whole process. John Tortorella did not help matters and probably escalated them to a point of no return. So you let a guy who they had to talk back into the building come in and then ruin your plan at center. Unless, unless you want to tell me 
you didn't want him back, and PLD was never part of the plan, then why did they sign him to the deal? Then why didn't they just say, you of know course, what, screw it? Of course we, he was we'll, part we'll, of the we'll plan. get something for him as a restricted free agent. That's fine. We'll, we'll let him go. Because it's easier. Because I think for some fans, it's easier to look at the city and say, oh, the city must be the problem. Because that's easier to explain than there are organizational issues here. It has nothing to do with the city of Columbus. It is the way this organization is run. And we thought those days were behind us, and maybe they are to a certain extent. But things need to get better. Things need to get better around here. John Tortorella is gone now. So if this, if this organization still has issues, it's from ownership to Yarmo now. It can't be with John Tortorella. He's gone. Yeah, right. John I, Tortorella, by the way, to your point, Bone, who are you going to get? John Tortorella was a Stanley Cup winning coach. You've got guys like Gerard Gallant who would like to come back here, whether he's a fit, whether Yarmo thinks he's a fit, who the hell knows. He would like to come back here. He's 57 years old. He's coached two teams since he's been here to different degrees of success. He is well-respected throughout the game. Other teams would like to have Gerard Gallant as their coach. He wants to come back to the Blue Jackets. Why? Because, because he wants nice to end to his, be. because he wants to end his coaching career here with no thought of winning whatsoever. He <laughs> no. clearly thinks he can get here and he can win. Is yeah. he delusional too? It's an attractive place, and people who leave here say the fan base is great. People who have been here say, yeah, I, I, I think those fans are as good as it gets in the NHL. Brad Shaw just said that on his way out the door. He said, I would tell anybody in the league that I think the fans here are as good as anywhere, or if if not the best. Because what you get from this fan base when you win is pretty epic. And I think that's an underrated aspect, too. Mike, at the end of the day, you know, if you're looking to buy a car, there are different price points and all that. But let's say you have a certain amount of money. You're going to spend thirty grand on a car. You can get a sports car with two doors that has all this power and all this fun stuff. And, yeah, you could do that. Or you can go get, like, an SUV that has four doors and all-wheel drive and stuff like that. Not everybody is looking just for the sports car. So when you're looking at, like, oh, New York has all this stuff, compared to Columbus, who would ever want to live in Columbus when you could live in New York or L.A. or Miami? Well, not everybody's looking for those things, And they should be winning the cup every single year. Right, right. Like, yet somehow teams from not those places win the cup because there are other factors to consider. Not everyone is looking just to live in New York City. A lot of people particularly don't want to live in New York City because of a lot of other things. The media coverage, uh, how difficult it is and expensive it is to live there, all those things. Those factor too. So let's just stop selling Columbus short and let's start holding the Blue Jackets accountable to winning and doing things the way we want to see them done. Let's see how sports gambling is doing three years after legalization. Not here, of course. That hasn't happened yet, but elsewhere. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for. You'll find slow traffic on 670 westbound between 71 and 4th Street. Plan on some backups and more delays on 71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. Traffic is slow there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Allstate. You may have heard that Allstate has new low auto rates, but isn't it time to see for yourself? With Allstate, you can lower your rates, not your expectations. Visit Allstate.com or call an agent for a quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Some fans drink the Kool-Aid. These guys drink the bleach. This is Man and Bone. Hello. Happy Monday. So glad you're here. Tell a friend about us. We actually have an announcement to make. 
We've been no. talking about this for a while. We've been, we've been toying with the idea for a while. And we asked you, the, the fine listeners of this show, if you'd be interested in such a thing. And overwhelmingly, you said yes. So we're going to do it. And I think we have the date. Thursday, July 15th. Mark that on your calendar. Thursday, July 15th. I think that's a Thursday. You just said Thursday. I just said like Thursday. Three times. And I'm just, stupid. <laughs> Thursday. I think is a Thursday. I think it's a Thursday. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt sticker, Brad. Thursday, I think, is a Thursday. <laughs> the Cheetos may have been bad. <laughs> Anywho, yeah. uh, Thursday, July 15th, I think it's a okay. Thursday. Okay, Thursday. Okay, we are going to have a three-hour show, regular time, three to six, on that Thursday. Yeah. Talking sports, not allowed. Zero sports Zero talk. Zero sports. Three full hours. As a matter of fact, if for some reason we casually unintentionally veer into the sports world, Teddy will buzz us and find the offender $100. Now, no sports. That's that's fine. Um, I agree to those terms. Let me ask this question, though. Yeah. I mean, it is our job to talk sports, and we do like to talk sports occasionally. But let's say on July 15th. Thursday. I think is a Thursday. Thursday. What happens if Urban Meyer that day says, you know what, guys, this Jacksonville Jaguars experiment, I'm pulling the plug before it even starts, I'm quitting, and guess what? I'm taking over Michigan. I'm going to be the head coach at Michigan. Right, okay. Like, okay, that would be an earth-shattering sports if story. There's, if there's huge earth-shattering news, we won't do it that day, and we'll do it another day. The news or the no sports talk? The no sports the talk. No, would, the no sports talk. Okay, we'll do it. Good. We'll do it another day. If there's huge news like Ohio State <laughs> scandal or you know something like that, Blue Jackets cease to exist. I don't know. I don't know. crew rebrand again. <laughs> then we'll take the no sports. We'll do it a different day. Won't okay. we, we'll do a regular show on Thursday. All right. So Thursday, July fifteenth, which I think is a Thursday, a Thursday. We're going to do a three-hour no sports show. Yes. Tell love your friends. It. I love it. I'm excited for it. Thursday, and I think we're going to have some uh, some fabulous prizes to give away on that show as well. We're working on some stuff. I'm already, I'm excited, too, for the people who tweet us, like, yeah, well, that's really ballsy. Maybe do you want me to think it's really cool? Do it the day after the Michigan game. All right, we're not doing it then. We're doing it in July. No. <laughs> we're, we're, we're not stupid. I mean, we are stupid, but we're not that stupid. We're just... We're going to do it at a time where, anyway, there's not a lot of sports stuff going We've on. We've so looked we'll at the calendar. There's obliterate it out of there. That's no All-Star sports. Week for Major League Baseball. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Um, the NFL training camps won't be till the next week. NHL draft is not going to be until the next week. And so we said, well, there's nothing here. There's nothing right. here scheduled. Now, to your point, something may break, and then we, we do the sports, right? Then, then we'll do the no sports show the day after the Michigan game. That Monday, we'll, right. we'll put it there. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> People tune in to listen, and we're like, did you know snakes have two peepees? We're like, what? <laughs> they do? Like, nope. But why are we talking about that on the Michigan game day? That's why. Uh, three years ago, sports gambling was legalized 
outside of the state of Nevada. New Jersey was the first state to jump on board with this. They were ready to go from the get-go. And now we have, three years later, how some of these states are doing that have legalized sports gambling. Of course, Ohio is not one of them because... Well, I don't know why. Well, anyway. here's on that front, uh, the news looks promising. Yeah, fine. Though, right? I don't want to hear about it. News looks promising. All right. Don't tell All me right. about the pain. Show me the baby. <laughs> Tired of it. <laughs> so here's the stats for you. I really want you to work in a hospital, by the way. I think that would go well. That'd this is from June 2018 to May of this year, May 2021. All right. In that time period, the state of Nevada has brought in $909.9 million in sports gambling revenue. Okay? 909.9. Remember what I said. That's that's billion with a B, you said. Million. Right? No. Oh, wow. No, this is revenue. We're not talking about oh, how much okay. they've... This is okay. money they've made. Okay. Fine. Money they've gotcha. made All on right. sports gambling. We'll get right. to how much has been bet in a second. Okay, okay, okay. Stop derailing me. I'm sorry. Thursday, boy. 909. Thursday. Point nine million dollars. All right, all right. That's the revenue. The state of New Jersey, in that time, same time span, has brought in nine hundred and eighty-one point six million dollars. New Jersey has brought in more sports betting revenue than Nevada. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. I don't know, man. Maybe it seems like perhaps this has been a big hit in the state of New Jersey. It has and been a big hit. Especially when you consider, like, obviously, you're right. New York is not it. I don't think they've legalized it yet, have they? I don't think they're yes, on Yes, it board. has. Oh, they have. Okay, they have. But maybe they've, not as long as New, New No, Jersey it has now. not okay. been as long. They've only okay. brought in $22.1 million worth wow. of revenue. Drop again, in the bucket. This, right, that's nothing. Who cares right. about that? Mike DeWine says we're going to give that away in a lottery. Mm-hmm. So it's nothing. Right. Uh, we're against gambling. <laughs> right. I don't know we're why I'm doing the DeWine we're, impression. We're against gambling. Also, if you get a shot, you are automatically in the poke three. Oh no, hold Dave on. Holmes. We have some confirmation on that. That's Dave. Holmes' clar- joke, clarification mine, on that. Way. Yeah, go ahead. What's the clarification? He said that we were automatically in it, but we're not. We have to opt in. Oh, we do. You have to go to a website. You have to opt in. Should we be telling people that, or should we have kept that to ourselves? Well, so we have a I'm just. Chance of winning? I'm just. He announced that today. Good oh. news, there's also a phone number you can call. I'm sure that'll go off without a hitch. <laughs> Just people calling in, did I win? Am I vaccinated? Please help. Am I, am I vaccinated? If I call this number, well, do I get the vaccine someone, through the phone? Did someone shoot a, a needle into your arm recently? <laughs> I don't remember. No, does this count? If I call the number, does that count yeah, as that being vaccinated? They vaccinate you over the phone. <laughs> It's like in Night- Nightmare on Elm Street where Freddy Krueger's tongue comes through the phone receiver. His it's- tongue is the J&J. It's just the, it's just the one shot. I think I got a blood clot from Freddy Krueger's tongue. That sounds reasonable. I got the shot and I've got some weird side effects. Well, yeah, what's that? My dreams turned into a horror movie. I don't know how that happened. They're all on Laserdisc and DVDs and everything. It's weird. Uh, anyway, here's total money gambled on sports gambling. All right. All right. State of Nevada, $14.5 billion in this three-year time span. $14.5 oh. billion. In New Jersey, $14.4 billion. That is, that is amazing to me. Well, you know what that tells you? Because 
to your point, New York has it legal now, but it took them a long time. Yeah. So right. people are going from New York to New Jersey, probably from Pennsylvania to New Jersey, because New Jersey had it first. Yeah, they did. They got yeah. all this money these other states could have had, but because they were dragging their feet, they have the windfall in New Jersey. Yeah. I, I mean, I <laughs> I don't understand why states can't get their heads around this, and hopefully ours will get it soon and understand it. But look, the reality is people go to Las Vegas or will once this is all you know, done across the country, people will still go to Las Vegas for the experience, whatever you view that experience to be. But there's something about, you know, some people just love going to Vegas because it's a, you know, big event city. People want to go there, be a part of all that. But if you are just someone who would like to gamble on sports, but you don't plan on necessarily traveling to Vegas anytime soon, why, why should you miss out on that? And I think the numbers kind of bear that out, right? There's still tons of people going to Vegas and gambling and all that, but I bet you there's probably more than a few people who never would have bet on sports who did in the state of New Jersey or in some of these other states because it was available to them in, you know, a horse track or at a casino or on their phone. That's the biggest reason. I bet you most of that money is coming in over the phone, over the uh, app that they have where now you've got, you know, FanDuel, DraftKings, all these people have set up sports books. You can just use the app and bet right there. I'm sure that's what we're going to see here in Ohio, too, and I'm sure that will be lucrative dollars for everybody involved. The state of West Virginia, through their sports gambling program, has brought in $66.3 million in revenue. Here's my question to you, without having the answer, because I'm lazy and didn't look it up. Right. Do you think there is a company headquartered in the state of West Virginia that brought in $66 million worth of revenue? There, there's there got to be like a... I don't know. It's probably a coal company. Coal right? or something, right, is what I was thinking. A natural resources company. I don't know. But when you think gas, of whatever. big business, you don't necessarily yeah. think of West Virginia. This no. program for them brought in $66.3 million. Well, and I'm sure their state could use that money, too, right? I mean, it's no, it's not billions of dollars, but that's a pretty good chunk of change to help out a state that I'm sure could use it. And I'm sure, look, whatever it is, Mike, it's money that isn't coming into the state right now. Right. So I would assume Ohio could also use that type of cash as well. Urban still hasn't made up his mind on T-Bow. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a serious accident blocking the right lane of 71 northbound before Morse Road. Traffic is bumper to bumper from North Broadway. An emergency emergency crews on scene in this area. An injury crash. Please be cautious over here. Plan about a 20-minute delay. This traffic report is sponsored by Domino's. Attention pizza lovers and deal lovers. Every day at Domino's, you can carry out three topping Domino's pizzas on any crust for $7.99 each. Carry out only. Ask for this offer. Availability, including crust size and charges may vary. Excludes extra large and specialty pizzas. On the inner with fan traffic. The number one show in the world, according to the Panama Ted Internet Research Group. That doesn't make sense. This is Man and Bone. All right, I have I have two things I want to talk to you about. All right. Tim Tebow and Joel Osteen. Oh, okay. So I saw Joel Osteen was trending on Twitter today. I didn't know why. I just clicked on his name. Did you know who he was prior to Yes, I to did. I, I know who he was. He was the, the, the pastor guy from Houston. Yeah, he's a large following. His church is yes. in a former... Ba- is the Rockets' the old arena. Center. Yeah, it's their old arena. That's where he has his church. Yes, yeah. and so I, I knew of him. I've seen him before. Not necessarily my bag, but he is for some people, so let him live. 
but I saw that he was trending. I clicked on it. Apparently, he was on the Today Show today uh, promoting a new book. And I, I didn't know much about Joel Osteen. I know he had this huge following and, you know, deeply religious guy. Yeah. Strong in his convictions. Let him live. I did not know how much money this guy had. I, I just, I had oh, no idea. I mean, yeah. I, I knew that he must have been well off because you have a congregation of you know, thousands and thousands of people and you're the head of this business, for lack of a better term, right? I mean, the church well, sometimes it's, it's, runs like a business. It, it the, His his definitely does. Well, yeah, and here's why I bring this there's up. A lot, there's a lot of content that's generated out of that ministry. Yeah, they they put a lot of books out, a lot of different things you can buy to help you. Yeah, that kind of stuff. I saw I saw a picture of his house. And my God, I mean, it's it's like a house LeBron would have. I mean, it's just a ridiculous amount of money. I've seen various estimates for his net worth. The high end is a hundred million. Yeah. The low end is like forty million. Let's assume it's forty. Let's assume it's forty million dollars. <laughs> yeah. But here's what I was surprised to see. I mean, obviously he's he's got a following and people are buying his book, but I just told you the dude's got this huge house. He's got all this money, he's got Ferraris, and he's got a jet, he's got all this stuff. He took four and a half million dollars in, in COVID-19 relief loans for the church. Did you know that? I did not. I No, I unfortunately, I, I'm not following uh, Church Center anymore, which is our version well, of Sports Well, but this Center. was my problem with, you know, baseball owners and sports owners that would cry poor. Where it's like, well, we, we have to lay off all of these popcorn vendors... Because, you know, we're not having any fans there, so we can't possibly afford to pay them. No, you can. You just choose not to dip into your personal fortune at all to pay the popcorn guy, right? Joel Osteen didn't have to take $4.5 million worth of COVID loans to keep the church afloat. He just didn't want to have to get rid of one of his Ferraris to do it. Yeah, that's... that's, uh yeah, I have a lot of thoughts on that, but I'll just say that those types of preachers that end up living in houses that look like NFL or NBA players. Have you seen them, a picture of this thing? Yeah, I've I've seen pictures of it before. I don't know if he's living in a different one I now, don't know, but yeah, but it's boss. I'll tell you that. Well, if you remember that guy who went viral last year for like saying COVID nineteen, that pastor that ended up they made like a rap with him blowing at the camera, blowing away the COVID. That's Kenneth Copeland. He's in the same boat. He's he had he one time got confronted by people who said, "You have two jets. Why do you need two of them?" And his answer was something about, you know, because if one's in the shop, basically, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, good answer. It's like you you run a church, man. I mean, I, I don't I don't think that there's anything wrong with paying your pastor, making sure they have a good life. But my goodness, like if you want to make that type of money, go do something else. That's uh, it. Just seems weird to me that that's what you do when you're running a church. I. Seems odd. That's not All what right. it seems like it's there for. All right, Tim Tebow. We heard last week that his signing was imminent with the Jags to play tight end. On Saturday, Urban talked about it because he has it hasn't happened yet. He says, I've leaned on my staff for that, and I'm going to imagine a decision is going to be soon. We'll have a chat on Sunday. First of all, you're not leaning on your staff, Urban. Let's be real. Because if you actually instructed your staff, hey, Let's pretend this guy's not Tim Tebow and doesn't have a personal relationship with me. Everybody on your staff would say, 
We're going to pass. This is a waste of time. Why are we doing this? This is ridiculous. We're going to pass on this guy. So don't don't leave it up to Daryl Bevel or the rest of your staff like they're going to be the ones making this decision. This is your decision. I don't know what the delay is. Maybe the delay is they want to uh, trade Garner Minshew and get rid of his number 15 so they can sell all the Tim Tebow number 15 jerseys they can when they announce that he's going to be on the roster. Maybe that's it. <laughs> well, you got a matter of days to sign those jerseys, my friend, because, I mean, whenever camp opens, I don't, I don't imagine him lasting more than the first Why? couple of cuts. Why wouldn't you imagine that? If he's gotten this far... Well, how far has he even got? He hasn't even gotten signed. I'm saying like he's in a conversation because he said, I want to play football, and he's got a buddy who is now the head coach if of you, a team that will employ him. It, he's taken up days of time from these assistant coaches that have had to watch him in various workouts. Not like he showed up for 10 minutes. He was there days. I don't, I don't understand. Assistant you know coaches are wasting their time evaluating this, this guy. You're exactly right. Uh, Urban at this point, it sounds like to me where he's saying we're still working on a decision. That sounds like Urban knows what he wants to do, but he is trying to get the buy-in from his assistant coaches because he doesn't want to have a mutiny on his hands. He doesn't want to have people just like freaking out and yelling at him and and having this drama around well, this decision. They're ultimately going to agree with whatever he says because well, Urban hired him. Yeah, but I'm saying I I think if he comes in and says, "What do you guys honestly think?" and they say, "Not a good idea," Urban's still going to do what he wants to do. So I think he's trying to get some more buy-in on this before he actually makes the decision so everyone's a little more comfortable with it. But, yeah, I, I would be shocked if it doesn't happen because I think Urban's just going to plow through and do what he wants to do. If he doesn't, if he if he backs away from this and says, you know what, I wanted to bring in Tim, but it's not the right thing to do for our team right now, I would actually applaud him for that. I would think that'd be a good move because at this point you are trying to work in a rookie quarterback. You are trying to build an identity for this team that involves a lot of poo over the last couple of years. You're never coached in the NFL. You're trying to learn that system yourself, Urban, while also getting all your players to buy in. Why do you need the distraction of Tim Tebow coming in? Does he deserve a job? Why is he there? Is he taking a job from somebody else? Those are all things that really, honestly, like you say, Mike, if they left him on the team at the end of the day, if he's on the 53-man roster, is that going to really affect the outcome of the season? Probably not. If he's a third or fourth string tight end who can just, you know, yell at guys in the huddle and keep people focused and give them some, you know, good mental juju or whatever on the sidelines. Mental, mental juju. Whatever. My you know, guy. that's fine. But it is a distraction that will be a story in the media. It'll be a story in the locker room, and it could be a distraction that you really just don't need. And that's why I think it's a lot to do about nothing here and why they probably just shouldn't even bother. One former NFL executive says that if Urban makes this move, to sign Tim Tebow. It will crush Urban's reputation before he even plays a game. We'll talk about that coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a serious accident blocking the two left lanes of 670 Eastbound before Grandview Avenue. This is an injury crash with emergency crews on scene. Traffic is bumping to bumper and continues to build. Please be careful over here and keep an eye out for the crews. This traffic report is sponsored by Smart Mouth, the only 24-hour mouth wash with twice daily use. If you talk to someone and they jump back because of your breath, you need Smart Mouth, the 24-hour mouth wash. You want to turn heads, but not like that. Smart Mouth is the only mouth wash that can provide 24-hour fresh breath when used twice a day. Pick up a bottle of Smart Mouth today or visit Smart Mouth.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Getting fatter and angrier by the minute. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Hello. 
Uh, we were talking about Tim Tebow and the Jags. This officially has not happened yet, but everybody's speculating that it will at some point. Here is a quote from former Jets and Dolphins GM and executive of VP Football Ops Mike Tannenbaum. He said this on ESPN's Get Up. Yeah. He said, if Tim Tebow's on the opening day roster, it will eviscerate Urban Meyer's credibility. Houston, Indianapolis, and Tennessee are praying that Tim Tebow makes the Jacksonville Jaguars. If that organization is run based on relationships, they have no chance to win. This is about Trevor Lawrence and trying to do everything you can to make him successful, not trying to turn a 34-year-old Tim Tebow into a tight end. If he makes this team, it's really going to hurt Urban's ability to stand in front of the team and say, hey, how you play matters. It simply won't. It'll be based on a relationship. Here's here's my my point with all of this. And it's not because Mike Tannenbaum doesn't like it. Right? That doesn't make any sense. There's going to be guys that criticize your every move now that you're a head coach in the NFL. But as Urban has seen, and perhaps this move would have been done by now, if not for the reaction, largely negative from everybody. He saw this with the Chris Doyle hire. This is not just like college where you can just do whatever you want to do and A, choose not to speak about it because your media availability is far less in the college <laughs> right. game than it is yeah. in the NFL. Or just sort of wave your hand and say, well, that's the way it is because that's the way I said it. You know, Nick Saban can get away with that. Right? Oh, I vouch for the guy. I know that. It doesn't work that way in the NFL. And I think Urban has figured that out. He figured that out with Chris Doyle or the Jags ownership figured that out with Chris Doyle. And he's figuring that out with Urban Meyer. I would not be surprised if the reason why there's a delay here in signing Tim Tebow is because the Khan family is saying, hold on a second. Let's take a second here and figure out if this is truly the right thing to do. Because I feel if it was truly up to Urban, it would be done already. Yeah, I well, I definitely think you're right. Organizationally, I was thinking it was more the coaches and the players, but maybe it's that. Maybe it's the ownership saying, is this really a football move? What bugs me about not just Urban, but there are, there are other coaches that will do this too to some degree where they will tell you everything is about winning. That's all I'm here to do is win. I only care about winning. Winning is what gets me up in the morning. Win, 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 win. And they come into work and they go, oh, but I really like this guy as a person, so I'm going to bring him in and let him do this thing. Or I, I know this coach from when I was coaching at this other place, and, well, you know, he had a rough tenure at this other place, but I think he'll he'll work here. I'm not saying that Urban doesn't – he's doing something purposely to not help them win. What I'm saying is when your focus becomes let's get Tebow in the building so that he can have an opportunity, that's not helping you win. That's helping out a friend. And I don't know how in the world, objectively, you could look at bringing in Tim Tebow at age 34, who has never played the position, forget his name, forget anything about what he is and who he is and if you like him or don't like him or any of that other stuff. How is it in the world that a 34-year-old former quarterback who's never played the position is going to help you win by showing up and learning how to play tight end in the NFL? Like, I didn't know the NFL was a learning experience. I didn't know that's where you go to get that. I would think you would go do that somewhere else, and then you work your way back up to it, right? I mean, 
There's spring football leagues out there. They're going on now. Go play in one of those, Tebow, if you want to learn how to be a tight end. You don't do that in the NFL. That's a joke. Well, and that's not to say that Tim Tebow can't help you. Perhaps he can. That's why we speculated before all of this that maybe he brings Tim Tebow in as a coach of some sort. If you really think that his presence will make the guys, you know, the guys around him better. Sure. There, there's an avenue for you to do that. This is just placating to Tim Tebow's vanity. Well, and, and, you and also... Know him and know him and like him. Yeah, and, and I know some people might say, yeah, but what if it works? Well, all right, great. By that logic, then go sign Terrell Owens. <laughs> because that doesn't make a lot of sense either, but Terrell Owens actually played in the league at the position he wanted. He still wants to play at 47 years old. And you can say, well, no, that's ridiculous. He's 47. That's a lot older than Tebow. Yeah, but he has vastly more experience doing what he would want to do versus what Tebow's doing. Your answer is correct. That makes no sense to do it. There's no reason to do it. Your only logic for bringing in Tebow or bringing back T.O. Or, or whoever else, name some other guy that's not those two, that's a former player that wants to come back, but they have been out of the league for a while. 99% of the time, those guys, could they do something to help you out in some way? Sure. But at that point, you're more about finding that person who you know or you have an affinity for and letting them back in the building and trying to give them another chance as opposed to doing what is best purely for the football team. If there's an undrafted player that no one's ever heard of and has never done a motivational speech, but that guy is one ounce better than Tim Tebow at playing tight end, he should play. Right? Isn't that what we all think about the NFL? That guy should come in. If he's going to be one ounce better than Tebow in that spot – then have him. Don't have Tebow. That's the that's the bottom line answer here. You know what the interesting thing is about him, too? And I'm sure he thinks about it. He decided to go play uh, baseball, and it didn't work out for him. But, you know, he, he tried. I wonder if Tim Tebow is saying to himself, man, I could have been OG Taysom Hill. I could have stayed around in sure. this league for a long time if... I, you know, were more accepting to play in other places, and I was willing to go out and catch a pass or play on special teams and do all the stuff that Taysom Hill did. Because all kidding aside, with Tim Tebow and whether you like him, don't like him, feels like feel like it's an act, whatever. He, I think he would have been successful doing that if there were no gap in between, right? If he weren't thirty four years old trying to pick up a new position, that ship has sailed. And maybe he can't wrap his mind around that. And maybe Urban secretly thinks that, you know, because you acknowledging that Tim Tebow can't do it is maybe almost acknowledging that you're getting too old to do it. Maybe there's a little bit of that. But I think it's troubling the signs that you would not want if because we can talk all day about whether or not Tebow can do it. We all, I think, are pretty much on the same page there. And I think most people looking at it objectively are. The bigger issue for the Jags and the bigger issue in the NFL is Urban Meyer has proven zero squat, diddly, nothing in the NFL at this point. Right. He's proven a ton in college, nothing here. And his strategy for proving something here seems to at least in part involve a troubling trend he had in college, which was, let me find some people I'm really familiar with and that I like and let them do things they don't seem to be qualified for, Right. Chris Doyle did not seem to be qualified for NFL strength and conditioning coach given he only hung on to his job at Iowa because Kirk Ferentz liked him. He wasn't qualified anywhere that wasn't no. Iowa. Right, pretty much. And so th he gets that 
he leaves there in under bad circumstances, multiple different types of issues on multiple fronts, physical, dealing with players, all that. And Urban's like, yeah, but I know him. I think he can be a good, I think he can help us. Because Urban likes him and he's putting all of it aside of, well, this guy, other guy might be better at the job, but I know this one and I'm going to invite him in. That's a troubling trend, and it's a trend that got him in trouble here at Ohio State, trend that got him in trouble at Florida, and it's a trend that could get him in trouble, not in the legal sense or anything. I just mean get him in trouble from the standpoint of trying to win football games in Jacksonville. And if that's how you're starting off, that is a bad sign. And I'm not even necessarily saying this should matter, because I guess for Urban it shouldn't, but like you said, he's done nothing in the NFL. Nothing. Never had any assistant job in the NFL. Nothing. You've got these guys like Mike Tannenbaum and fill-in-the-blank analyst on TV. They are looking for every opportunity to point out your failures because there are guys who have spent entire careers in the NFL who have been fired, rehired, they were good, they were bad, and now they're looking at college boy coming in and doing unorthodox things like this, or at least the perception of unorthodox things like this. And they're thinking to themselves, you think you could win in this league like that? They're oh, not going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Wouldn't we all as Buckeye fans do the same thing if like some big-time NFL coach... Well, we did see that, right? We, we, we have him at Michigan. We, we have him at Michigan. Well, His name's Jim Harbaugh. There's like, that. We, but he also coached in college. We've I'm just seen saying. Lovey Smith do it at Illinois, where yeah. Lovey Smith was too stubborn to change up his personnel from what he liked to play in the NFL, even though Illinois didn't have the talent to do it. Right? And we yeah. said, what the hell are you doing? That may have worked in the NFL, buddy, but it's not going to work at Illinois. And it didn't. Yeah. I'm just saying, I think it's not unnatural or, or uh, unexpected for people who are lifetime NFL guys to look at the college guy who's coming in with all of this good momentum, right? He gets number one pick, a decent-ish roster. There's still some holes, obviously, but you know the thought process is there's a lot of momentum there. They can sign a lot of players, and a lot of people are thinking this could be successful very quickly. NFL guys are for sure going, yeah, let's see if it's that easy. Let's see if he can really do it. So they're going to have the microscope on Urban, absolutely. Humans are stupid, and I think they should put their money where their mouth is. Details coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. A couple of accidents to watch out for. You'll find a crash blocking the left lane of 670 Eastbound before Grandview Avenue. Emergency crews on scene over here. And an accident blocking the shoulder of 71 Northbound before Morse Road. ODOT crews on scene in this area. Traffic is backed up to 17th Avenue. This traffic report is sponsored by Taco Bell. The Chalupa Cravings Box is an abundant collection of Taco Bell favorites like the Chalupa, a beefy five-layer burrito, plus chips and nacho cheese sauce on a medium drink. Watch your wildest cravings come true. At participating U.S. locations for a limited time only, drinks exclude freezes. Only an array with fan traffic. Barely famous, incredibly stupid. Back to Man and Bone. Speaking of incredibly stupid, people are incredibly stupid. So here's a little story for you. When my crazy Aunt Rose was still alive, may she rest in peace. Yeah. She was known for her hot takes of stupidity. Okay. So one day... We're at my parents' house, and the TV show Cheaters is on, mm-hmm. and we're watching it. And she was convinced the host of Cheaters is someone she went to high school with. And I'm sitting okay. there, and I'm saying, Aunt, you're 60. This guy is 40 years old. 
Yeah, but he looks just like him. This is a 40-year-old guy. You are 60. You didn't go to high school with this guy. She refused to believe me. If you go on Twitter right now and you type in Adam Sandler, there is a video of some dude playing pickup basketball, and everybody is convinced this is Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler is not playing pickup basketball in New York City, wearing a polo shirt. The guy that they have that everybody seems to think is Adam Sandler is at best 35 years old. Adam Sandler is 55 years old. What are we doing? I'm, Do we I'm just... actually, I'm actually pretty sure it is Adam Sandler. It is not Adam Sandler. It, I mean, you are out number of one. your mind. Have you ever seen what Adam Sandler wears when he plays basketball? It doesn't. Like, it doesn't. This is what he. No, this is what the guy does. He wears like because this guy has like a, a salmon colored polo shirt you are on, out and, of and your mind, oversized basketball shorts. I will yeah. bet you a thousand dollars. That's not Adam Sandler. I mean, everywhere that has it. I mean, he's tagged in it. Like it's. it's I don't care if he's tagged in it. It's almost undeniably him. It is not un- undeniably him. You're <laughs> yes. out of your mind. By the way, did you? Well, are you aware of the Adam Sandler exploits over the last couple of weeks that have gone viral? Because there's another one that's probably going to make you lose your mind too, which is Adam Sandler. Now, again, it's pandemic time, right? He's got a mask on. People have masks on. He goes. Someone who looks just like Adam Sandler. Maybe it's this same guy that you think is not him. Goes into an IHOP. I don't remember where this was. If it was in L.A. or or where this was, but the hostess posted this later because apparently he walked in with a couple people, asked to get a table at IHOP, and it was a busy time. And so she said, "Sure, it's going to be about a half hour wait." And so he kind of looked at the people he was with, and they just kind of shook their heads, and they all left. She then later goes back and looks at the security footage, you know, of the lobby and they and other people around her are like, that was Adam Sandler. You just told we didn't have a table for at IHOP. You didn't let him jump the line. And so she posted it embarrassed that she didn't recognize Adam Sandler. So he went viral a couple weeks for getting shut down at IHOP for not getting a table. And now he's apparently out playing pickup basketball Uh, or according to you, none of this is happening. I don't know about the IHOP thing. I guarantee you that is not Adam Sandler playing pickup basketball. Guarantee it. We need to get confirmation. I will say this. There are also some pictures of Adam Sandler from the last few days where he does not have a beard. Oh, well, so, he grew that thing pretty fast then. I don't, right. I don't know how. He moves pretty good for a 55-year-old on a basketball court. <laughs> Supposedly, he plays basketball all the time. I like, didn't I say mean, he did. You played basketball all the Just because you play basketball all the time means you can move I don't, like that? I don't play basketball all the time. I played many years you ago. You did. Once he, I knew you when you played basketball. <laughs> and you may not have weighed 350, but you were close to three. Uh, you were close he, to three bills when you played basketball. See, I'm looking at the, I wanted to look at this other story. It's from May 12th. That's when, that's when the uh, IHOP incident occurred. Uh, and I want to say they got a comment. That's why I was trying to go back and look. I want to say they got a comment from his uh, from his publicist. I'm who not said, debating yes, the IHOP him. thing. I'm not debating that. I'm, I'm saying, saying that's not him playing pickup basketball. Okay, that's fair enough. By the way, he is 54 years old. Yeah, that's what I said. Okay, it, I didn't did know he turn 54 on Thursday? <laughs> I said that like 10 times. I thought he said he was in his 50s. I didn't know hear you say 54. Okay, my bad. I'm not paying attention to you. I'm still <laughs> trying to figure out when a, when July 15th is. <laughs> it's a Thursday. Is it a Thursday? Okay, it's a Thursday. Good. This is the exact type of thing we will talk about on July 15th. Yeah.
That's exactly right. Although, I don't know. We're talking about pickup basketball. That may be out of bounds. I need an official ruling from Ted. If oh, we talk about celebrities true. playing pickup basketball, is that technically sports? I think we can talk about celebrities playing sports and some something random like this where we're debating if that's them All right, or but not. it's going to okay. be up to your judgment, yeah. though. Yeah, that is it's like pornography. You'll yes. know it when you see it. I don't want to <laughs> add too much more to that, but like... What if Johnny Manziel does something non-sports related, but it is stupid and we would like to talk about it? Right? Like, I, if, I, I think I veto that, but Teddy, it's up to you. I'm just saying, if it's something that is newsworthy because of its stupidity, not just because it's Johnny Manziel. That's, I'm wondering where we fall on former athletes doing stupid things. Yeah, that's. it depends on what it is. If it's Johnny Manziel saying he saw a UFO, then we might have to talk about that. Right. That's Okay, that's fair. Right, I think that could that could if it's Johnny Manziel saying I want to play football again. No, no I changed my mind. No, no, then that's that's different, of course. But if he's so, we can talk about, about sports people just as long as they're not talking about sports. Yes, that is correct. Because they're celebrities. Okay, I mean Johnny Manziel's a celebrity right. at this point, right? I mean we would consider yeah. him low level, but yeah. it's still a somewhat yeah, yeah, of a celebrity hanging out with Doctor Drew on some sort of. <laughs> Celebrity rehab, <laughs> Doctor Drew. I forgot all about him. Oh How's no, he he's doing? still around. And by the I way, know, I know, I he also is one of those guys who never ages. He has looked the same age for the past yeah. twenty-five years. He did. He also looked the same age last year when he was like, "Oh, it's all a hoax." And then, oh, was he, he was one like, of those oh. guys? He was. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, he was very much. It's this. This whole pandemic's not real. And then he was like, "Actually, you know what? It turns out a lot of people died." So I'm wrong. Oh, well, at least, he, at least he changed his mind. He did man. after everyone yelled at him for like a month online. Then he eventually was like, <laughs> maybe maybe being a doctor, I should just shut up and let the real doctors do their thing. That'd be good. Well, he's probably close to 60. He's probably playing hell of a pickup <laughs> basketball game someplace. <laughs> on Thursday. Only on Thursdays, oh, though. Oh, playing pickup basketball. Now I need to know for sure. Cause, and dude, I IHOP. It's so funny you bring this up because I saw this earlier today and was like, oh, yeah, Adam Sandler. I guess he likes you're, to play pickup basketball. You're, you're not understanding that. I the last well, no. 20 years has happened. No, I am. I'm just saying I wasn't thinking about Adam Sandler can't just kind of jog around on a court because he's 54 years old. I agree with you. That is something that would be fairly impressive. Oh, I just saw another video here. What? <laughs> what? This is from May 13th. It's a, it's a, it looks like some kind of charity thing that he did. Okay. Uh, May 13th, he's sitting in a blue hoodie. And he has a full beard, oh, Adam full Sandler. Beard. So must we're back this, on full beard. Must be this guy then. I'm just well. I'm saying the beard thing. Now we can we can say all right. Adam Sandler had a beard as of four days ago. So this could still be him. This thing, but dude, everyone online has posted it. Like no question, this is Adam Sandler. It's not like is this Adam Sandler. It's just everyone is like this is Adam Sandler right, playing okay. basketball with these guys on Long Island. All right. Okay. <laughs> we were going to do another story here, by the way, but I got sidetracked by this. So we'll do yeah, the we next. Do. We don't have time. We have yikes next. Ah, yikes. All right, here's my yikes. Everybody's so stupid. Yikes. <laughs> Common man and T-bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident. Still causing delays on 670 eastbound before Grandview Avenue. It is blocking the left lane in that area. And an accident still blocking the shoulder of 71 northbound before Morse Road. Still working to get this one clear. This traffic report is sponsored by Audible. Freshen up your playlist this spring with Audible Plus. Listen all you want to thousands of select Audible originals, audiobooks, podcasts, and more. Start a free 30-day Audible trial when you sign up at audible.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. 
like a sports drink. But for that part of you that's thirsty for fart jokes, back to Man and Bone. The segment that's not a segment, yikes, is coming up in mere moments. We have Around the Diamond with Jason Stark coming up at 534. Uh, Derek Jeter has sold the house he was renting to Tom Brady, so Brady will have to find new living arrangements. Mm. The house sold for $22.5 million. More on that coming up in yikes. Shall I start? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, South Carolina wants to start killing people again. They had to deal with a 10-year involuntary pause on executions. But now that's out of the way. They're back, baby. Here's the problem. Lethal injection is the standard, but sometimes they don't always have the drugs in stock. Why would they schedule to kill someone if they don't have the drugs in stock? I don't know. Hey, man, it's the South. That's above someone's pay grade. So the inmates fixing to die will then have a choice to make. Electric chair or firing squad yes it's 2021 and we're talking about a firing squad what i don't know whether to high five someone or simply say yikes yikes that's a huge yikes um mine is a little different my my first yikes is gonna go to ja morant yesterday the grizzlies young star had his first chance to go head to head with steph curry and the warriors uh, Steph dropped 46 points in that game. Meanwhile, John ja Morant was limited to just 16, including one for six from three-point land. Steph, by comparison, had nine threes. They had a little rivalry on Twitter last year, a little beef. Pierce that Steph Curry did not forget about that. John ja Morant, still my guy, talented player. I love watching him, but he's got a little ways to go when it comes to going head-to-head with the best in the league, at least at that position. John ja Morant. Yikes. Teddy? I have a NBA yikes as well. As gambling addicts know, the Oklahoma City Thunder had a preseason over-under of 22.5. On March 31st, they had a record of 20-27, and 27, so they just needed to get, what, three victories, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they proceeded to go 2-23 and 23 to finish with 22 wins and clinching the under. So, those of you degenerates who had the over and took this bad beat, yikes. <sighs> Oh, man, that's awful. Liverpool beat West Bromwich 2-0 in stoppage time yesterday. With just a few seconds left to go before the game ended, the Liverpool goalkeeper, Allison Becker, left his post to try and help his team score a goal to win. Liverpool had a corner kick, and it was Becker's header that went in, securing victory in dramatic fashion. His teammates went crazy. The internet went crazy. He dedicated the goal to his father, who died earlier this year. Perhaps slightly disturbing, though, was the amount of Liverpool fans tweeting out videos of them taking off all of their clothes in celebration. Men and women offering to have sex with him on the spot as well. A hell of a goal, and a hell of a yikes. Allison is a handsome mank. I can't, you know, I can't yeah, they were that. very happy about the goal. <laughs> yeah, when a goalkeeper scores, it's pretty epic. Uh, I'm going to give this one to Manny Machado yesterday in the Padres game with the Cardinals. Machado's on first. Jake Cronenworth up at the bat. He hits a weak grounder to Tony Edmonds, second baseman for the Cardinals, who was in position to tag Machado and then throw to first, completing a fairly easy double play. But... Edmund couldn't complete the play because Machado slid into him and knocked him off his feet. Now you'd say, oh, it's fair play, breaking up a double play. Good job, Manny Machado. Except the problem was this was about 30 feet from second base. There was no chance of him actually getting to the bag. 
Cronenworth was safe at first. Machado was called out. We're going to throw out players for taunting pitchers. I don't know why you can't throw a guy out for sliding into fielders nowhere near the base, especially when they have a history of taking guys out at second like Manny Machado does. So to Manny Machado and the umpiring crew, yikes. Six strands of Kurt Cobain's hair were auctioned off last night. They were obtained in 1989 while he was getting a haircut in England. (laughs) These strands of hair are encased on a black sheet of paper beneath plastic, and they come with photos and documents verifying their authenticity. How much does someone pay for these six strands of Cobain's hair? $14,145. Yikes. Actually, less than I thought. That's creepy. Ugh. Uh, Derek Jeter, I told you, has sold the Tampa home. He was renting to Tom Brady for $22.5 million. That got me thinking about the most expensive homes ever sold. I decided on just the U.S. from 2010 onward because I'm lazy and that's the list that I found. So, in 2014, a home in East Hampton, New York, sold for $137 million. Yikes. A Bel Air home sold for $150 million in December of 2019. Yikes. A Beverly Hills mansion sold a few months later for $165 million. Yikes. But the kicker is the penthouse atop 220 Central Park South in lovely Manhattan. Hedge fund manager Ken Griffin picked it up for a cool $240 million, making it the most expensive residential sale in the history of the United States. Yikes. Yikes is right. Uh, my 30 yikes goes to my stamina. Uh, this Ooh, weekend. Sexy time? <laughs> no. This weekend, we did the following things as a family. We went to a soccer tournament for my kids, uh, cleaned the house. We had the Clippers game we went to Saturday oh, night, which was a blast. We had a fun time out there. Great to get back to Huntington Park. Uh, we did some gardening. I mowed the lawn. We trimmed, played with the kids, played with the dog all day. Saturday and Sunday, we were out doing things in the sun. It was a lovely weekend to be doing that. I missed that over the winter time, and obviously even with the pandemic last year, we weren't out traveling around as much doing all those things. Today, I feel like I got hit by a truck. Like I am just completely worn out. My entire body's sore. I don't regret it, but uh, I need to get back into some level of dad bod shape so that I can keep up with the kids. Yikes. You're almost 40 now. You got to take it easy. Well, that's was, pretty much what, the end of your life. What did we do? We were just, I sat in a lawn chair at a did, soccer I know, game. But you did. You were out. I know. The what am I supposed to do? Go out in? is exhausting. <laughs> Say, I'll wait in the car. <laughs> yeah, for a three hour soccer tournament. I'll just sit in the car. I won't watch any of your games, kids. Good luck. Have fun. All right. A woman. Got any in- more hair to tell us about? <laughs> Well, I got something interesting. All right, all right, go ahead. All right. All right. A woman in California, she returned to her house after being away for the weekend. She found some unexpected visitors. About 15 to 20 condors had descended on her home, and they were hanging out on her deck. The birds damaged screen doors, knocked over some plants. However, she said the worst part was the excrement. Mm -hmm. There's more condor poop than she can handle. It's like concrete, and it won't come off. Yikes. Yeesh. Platinum Fox stopped in here today. Yeah, how's he doing? The big boss at the radio station stopped. I'll tell you how he's doing. Okay. He's riddled with skin cancer. What? What? Well, he just came back from vacation. He said he was in South Carolina. And he walks in. He's wearing a white shirt, too, which accents it. I've never seen a person so tan in my life. 
He's like leather. <laughs> yeah, well, when you come back from vacation, you don't need to wear white for a while because no, you're but there's so vacation tan, tan anyway. and then there's he looks like he vacationed at the surface of the sun. <laughs> I asked him, did you put any sunscreen on? He says, yeah. I, uh-huh. I don't know how he could get that dark if he put sunscreen on. I think he put the oil on. Yeah. Oiled himself up because I know for a fact he wears a Speedo. I know that. Yeah. I, uh, that's, that's a mental image I did not need. One of those dental floss Speedos, too, that go right up cracky. <laughs> <laughs> Again, more imagery I don't need. By the way, I just want to point out, I have been doing research during the break, and uh, now that we're done with Yikes, yeah. I'd like to say this. I can confirm that is Adam Sandler in that video. How are you going to confirm it? The New York Post has a story on it. Who cares what they have? They reported on it. They said that he did this. He's known to do this. This is clearly him. He, it's a New York oh, paper. They the report post, on this. If the Post says it, it must be true. <laughs> Who's your source, Giuliani? <laughs> I'm just telling you, they were reporting on this saying, yeah, this is him. They have multiple videos of it until, showing that it's definitely Until him. I get a tweet from Adam Sandler or some sort of confirmation that saying it's him it was from him. him. Okay. All right. I'm All right. not going to believe it. They had close-up pictures of him, too. The close-up pictures definitely look like him. I mean, very much. I know what you're saying. All right, lots of people look like other people, but it, it does look like him. It I, I'm not saying like it him. doesn't look like him. I think it does look like him. I am, I'm saying it's not him. And when it comes out that it's not him, you think this is obnoxious? What I'm doing right? The victory lap, I'm going to take. I'm going to come over to your house. I'm going <laughs> to plug in, do the show with you at your house. And just jog around your living room naked. That's yeah, my victory okay. lap. Yeah. Anyway, the I kids just, are there. The dog's there looking they, at me, throwing his batteries point- down the steps. <laughs> They pointed out that he's been doing this for years, yeah, and there's sure plenty of videos of him yeah. doing this, and this is just another one of those. Okay, all right. All right. He gets around, man. IHOP in California, pick up basketball games I didn't in New York. say it was in California. I said I don't know where the IHOP was. I couldn't remember if it was in California or elsewhere. I, I told you I don't know. All right. Could be in Maybe Long it was Island, Tahiti. Too. Maybe it was Tahiti IHOP. Yeah, you're right. Got planes, that private plane. Planes don't exist. You're no, right. No, they exist. He Adam actually, Sandler. He, he can teleport, too. He doesn't have any money. No. How would he get there? You're right. right. Probably has to like tune his van up, put mm-hmm. a fan belt on his van before he can drive across the country. Right. No way he could get on an airplane or anything. A lot of pickup games with Adam Sandler. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the rainmaker's here. He's known for having basketball hoops on set, Mike, because he mm-hmm. loves the game. So he loves much. loves basketball. He's a fan of the game. He loves it. That's right. Loves yeah. it. Uh, my Chicago Bears are very stupid. Here's more proof of it next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Still watching an accident blocking the left lane of 670 eastbound before Grandview Avenue. This is an injury crash with emergency crews on scene and slowdowns coming from I-70. Please be careful over here as they continue to get things cleaned up. This traffic report is sponsored by Taco Bell. The Chalupa Cravings Box is an abundant collection of Taco Bell favorites like the Chalupa, a beefy five-layer burrito, plus chips and nacho cheese sauce, and a medium drink. Watch your wildest cravings come true. At participating U.S. locations for a limited time only, drinks exclude freezes. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Simpletons, nincompoops, ignoramuses. Just a few of the many different words that you can use to describe the hosts of this show. Also, fat. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports here on The Fan. Around the Diamond with Jason Stark coming up at 534. Uh, Marv Albert will retire 
after the NBA playoffs, longtime voice on TNT. Before that, NBC, he turns 80 next month. And, you know, he was sort of the, the voice of my basketball childhood with the NBA oh, yeah. and NBC. I know it was for you, too. But to this day, my favorite basketball combination is Marv Albert on play-by-play and the czar of the Telestrator, Mike Fratello. And so he's going to retire. Uh, he was briefly gone. I don't know if people remember this. Because he was involved in a sex scandal. Mm-hmm. Where uh, he was doing kinky things in a hotel room. And a, a woman accused Marv Albert of, of biting her. And yes. he was in like a S&M outfit. And yanked his toupee off. Because he needs the toupee for basketball games. But during sexy time, he likes to be... All natural up top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I do wonder. Like, will he do any of the final broadcast without any of the hairpiece? I hope like, he does. Because it, it has uh, taken on a life of its own, Mike. It's, uh, it's not like attached to reality. It was very big and poofy back in the day, and now it's gotten you know trimmed down quite a bit. It's mm-hmm. smaller toupee, trim, trim toupee. Yeah. Let me ask you. With Marv Albert going away, his toupee will be gone. Who has the best toupee in sports broadcasting? Is it Carl Ravitch or Greg Gumbel? Greg Gumbel's for many years, I did not realize, was a toupee, so I'll have to say that one. Okay. Because I did not. I when I, not when I say best, that doesn't necessarily mean looks the best. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I think a stiff wind's going to blow over Carl Ravitch's toupee, and I'm surprised it hasn't. <laughs> yeah, he's done a lot of outdoor things, like with baseball like being out sometimes you know in the outfield or whatever doing stuff with that yeah i'm surprised it hasn't either but what about celebrity toupee honestly dude here's the here's the bad thing travolta yeah travolta's too well that but that's not even is that even i don't know how sometimes he wears it sometimes he doesn't like jason alexander sometimes he wears it sometimes he doesn't does it count if we all know that the guy is wearing the toupee and he makes no secret about it to me like you take all the power away from the toupee when you're just like, oh, yeah, I take it on and off all the time. I wear it today. I don't wear it tomorrow. Yeah, I right. come back the next you're day. Right. It's the people who are like, the toup, how dare you? Like, that's where I'm still. That's At that point, that's where I consider it still a I'll toupee. I'll tell you what changed my life. Changed my life. The episode of Cheers where Ted Danson takes off part of his hair. I had no idea. Wait. I didn't even know that happened. Does yes, have- there's an episode of Cheers where he unveils that he's wearing a toupee, and it was unbelievable to me. But that was for the show. That was no, like makeup it was real. And stuff. That was real. Yes, he kept he kept it a secret that whole time. Ted Danson has a toupee, not on the front, but on the back. Oh, little uh, little guy, little back toupee, little, little back toupee. Okay, yeah. very nice. I didn't know. I had no idea of any of that. See, that's that's broken me. I'm, I was going to say earlier, I'm bad with picking out toupees because I just, what I tend to do, my brain goes, well, that guy has some oddly colored hair and more of it than I would expect for a man of his age. He must have a very thick head of hair that he is dying poorly. Like, that's what my brain does as opposed to just going, that's a wig. Like, my brain will automatically assume that man has a full head of hair and he's just chosen poorly with the dye job. And that's where I just get screwed up instead of just going, that's a toupee. That's not his real hair. So I'm, I'm bad at recognizing the toupees. Now I just typed in 
best Hollywood toupees. You're probably going to break some news to me here because I'm I'm poor. Like I said, at I, you know I'm breaking some news to myself. Quite okay. honestly, all right. Uh, Travolta's on this list. They have oh, Matthew yeah. McConaughey is wearing a toupee. What? Is that real? No. I mean, he's all got right, the long flowing locks, but I never that never struck me as. Hang on, a I got I got to see. Oh, there's no way that's a. Toupee. They have Ben Affleck wearing a toupee. Charlie Sheen wearing a toupee. Well, okay. Here's so there is something with uh, Matthew McConaughey where there's some. He was balding back in the '90s, but I think he just got. I think he just got so plugged. Like yeah, I okay. don't think he has that's actual different toupee. Then. Right. Affleck is that a toupee? No, come on. A lot of people seem to think it's a toupee. Okay, I just need to see some reference points because I've never, th- I've never even considered Elton that John. Be. Of course, that's toupee. It looks like a rat <laughs> on his head. Get out of here. <laughs> I guess they're saying with Ben Affleck, it's it might be a little bit in the back, but okay, yeah, whatever. It does, I mean, if look, here's the thing: Hollywood and people who have that type of money, they've got some. Have you seen the people? I've seen this online where you get the head completely like top of your head. Let's say you got thinning hair up top. They just shave like a bald pattern in your head, and then they glue on hair that they can then cut. So like they can style the hair around it and that hair, and they like glue well, looking, it on your looking head. Looking at some of these examples, I think we're. I think a lot of these people have had hair restoration surgery. I don't sure, think it's a toupee, but that's different. That's, yes, it is different. That's not the same category. Like Burt yeah. Reynolds toupee. No, the toupee thing is is a nerve wracking endeavor because I just picture. How many ways could this thing fall off? Or, you know, if I sweat too much, does it right. become slippery up there and then it blows away? Like, if you go get, you know, the the hair surgery or anything like that, that's different. You're you're having your body regenerate hair. You're putting some in where it wasn't. That's different. But that wouldn't be nerve-wracking to me. That would just be you've, you've changed your look. But toupee, I'd constantly be worried about it somehow going away. All right. Can we talk about my stupid football team? Uh, yeah. So Bears head coach Matt Nagy doesn't have a toupee, probably should. Wants you to know that Andy Dalton is still his starting quarterback. So a lot of press last week about how Justin Fields' rookie camp in Chicago was very, very good. Don't pay attention to any of that because Matt Nagy says Andy Dalton is his guy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I have no idea. Why did they bring in a guy? It'd be one thing if, like, you said Nick Foles is our guy. And he's going to just run the offense because he he's knows still there, the offense. By the way, right? Like, but if if they didn't have Andy Dalton, they just said he's our guy because he knows the offense. Justin Fields can get all these reps, you know, at the practice facility. They have to get Andy Dalton up to speed for him to be the number one quarterback. Why wouldn't you just give those reps to Justin Fields since he's your quarterback of the future? Instead, they're going to split more time to get two guys up to speed on the offense. That's so stupid. Says Trump has a toupee, but we know he doesn't, right? I I didn't think he. Did. I thought he has like. I a, think it's that's his real hair. I mean, it's he's been got like hair that grows touched out. and pulled so many times. Yes. That was a toupee that's coming yeah, I, off. I thought he's had like a bald spot no. that was grown. The hair grows in a way that they've then combed it over yeah, and I mean, around. He may have and a style. comb over. Yeah, yeah. He has yeah. bad hair, but that's not a toupee. This list no. sucks. <laughs> this list is stupid. If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. An earlier accident has cleared from 670 eastbound before Grandview Avenue. All lanes have reopened in that area. As an accident has cleared from 71 northbound before Morse Road, but traffic is still slow as it recovers over here. This traffic report is sponsored by Taco Bell. The Chalupa Cravings Box is an abundant collection of Taco Bell favorites like the Chalupa, a beefy five-layer burrito, plus chips and nacho cheese sauce, and a medium drink. Watch your wildest cravings come true at participating U.S. locations for a limited time only. Drink excludes freezes. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Man is angry, bone is fat. They are both also those other things. This is Man and Bone. I gotta tell you, buddy, I feel pretty good after eating those expired Cheetos today. You're doing okay? Actually, I feel more energized. That's good. It's almost like they have magical powers. (laughs) These super expired Uh flaming Hot Cheetos, I think, give you magical powers. That's, uh, I don't know if that's a thing, but uh, whatever works, man. If it turns out that that's, that's really what happened, then you should be buying a bunch of Cheetos, leaving them in your closet for a year, and then opening them a year from now, and you'll get some little, uh, you know, magic pill kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Rejuvenate you. Magic pill. Mm, magic Cheetos. Magic Cheetos. Around the Diamond with Jason Stark coming up at 534. What do you think his snack of choice is? Salty snack. I'm going to ask him. I mean, I, he's a baseball guy. Peanuts and Cracker Jack could be a easy one to throw in there. One, you know, that little combination. Yeah, it's fairly obvious. Little sweet, little salty. I don't know. I don't know what his. his I'm gonna go-to say is. he's a chili Frito guy. Chili Frito. Chili flavored Frito. Under underrated. Uh, oh, chip ex- excellent. Go to. Yeah, great. But underrated is all I'm saying. Teddy, what do you think his snack of choice is? Jason Stark. We're going to ask him, so we'll get to the bottom of it. I think he likes the uh, salt and vinegar chips. Salt and vinegar chips. Yeah. Those are pretty Those are pretty good. I hate them, but I think he likes them. You know Likey? No. Kristen loves them. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think what other good salty snacks. Because like, I'm thinking what, what I want at a ballpark. Like some popcorn's not bad. That's that's a pretty good alternative, right? Get a little salty, a little buttery. That's all right. Yeah, I like how you're breaking news on popcorn. You're like, oh, yeah, popcorn. That's pretty good. Breaking news. I Put some butter on saying, it. Yeah, you get yeah, the you butter, the butter salt. And popcorn. How about cheese? <laughs> Sometimes I got powdery cheese to put on popcorn. Yeah. What uh, do you like, Whiz or Prov? I did get Dom Tiberi was asking us if we like provolone or cheese Whiz on our Philly cheese steak. Yeah. I am a all cheese Whiz all the oh, time. Me too. Me too. Although, it, like, if someone serves you provolone, what are you going to do? I'm not going to throw it in the garbage. Right. I'm going to eat it, of course. But, but you see, he asked the, the question list. on social media. He said, there's only one right answer. But then he didn't tell us his answer. Right. I, th- so what's the, right, the answer? The right answer is cheese whiz. Because that's the, what they... I, I know that's, that's how the right it's answer. Made. That's but. how it's made. Let's not... Everybody else tries to dress it up and put the extra stuff on it. No. It's... You go to Philly. You get a cheese steak. They put cheese whiz on it. Unless you ask for provolone. Unless you ask for some of, they'll serve it to you with any cheese. They got a bunch of cheeses, but if you serve it the way they do it, it's with cheese whiz. Exactly. They also so, don't call it a Philly cheesesteak. No, they, they just call it a steak sandwich. Yeah, that's exactly right. Like you go to Chicago, you get an Italian beef. It's just a beef sandwich. I'm not right. saying you have to order it that way because you're not from there. Yeah. What but, do you? Uh, what's? Is it? Do you dip it? Is that how you get the the extra? The yeah. What do you? What do you say if you want it that way? You just, say you just want it dipped. dipped. Yeah. Dipped. dipped. Okay. Dipped. Yeah. That's well, then there's say. the dip, and then there's the dunk. You can, what? which <laughs> Wait, pretty what's... much just disintegrates the bread completely. So the dip? Do they just pour the juice over it, and dunk is where they actually submerge everything? I'm I'm so lost. Depends now. on the place. 
Okay. This but is, I, I have been I have been someplace. There was someone in front of me ordering an Italian beef sandwich, mm-hmm. and they didn't know how to do it. Okay, and that's okay. But depending on where you go, they can be very impatient with you. Yeah, you know, if you go to a place that doesn't cater to the tourists, often, sure, they give you a vibe like go to hell. Anyway, so they had asked this guy, "You want it wet or dry?" And he said, "I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, but why wouldn't you just at that point say, oh, well, wet just means we pour the roast beef juice on it and uh, dry well, means we don't. Right. And so they said, well, you want it juicy or not juicy? He said, I want it juicy then because he was feeling a little embarrassed. I understand. Okay, I was sure. embarrassed for yeah. him. Right. I thought the, the cashier was kind of rude, you yeah. know. Yeah. So he said, I want it juicy. And she goes, how juicy do you want it? Uh, and he goes, juicy. You know, and he was getting frustrated, too. He's like, this is juicy. He's like, I just want this to be over. Can I have my food, please? Forget so, that I ever did this. So I saw her put it in there and just hold it in there. Oh, gosh. And she held it in there for a good six seconds. Why? Right. Just just. Because you Why? said you wanted it juicy, really uh, juicy. And so he couldn't even pick it up. He had to eat it with a fork. And I would just walk back and say, hey, next time, why don't you just chew this up and spit it into my mouth? Because that would be a lot easier than what I just went through. God, that's so annoying. Like, you paid. What did that, what did that cost, Mike? $2 for that sandwich? Two, or was no. it probably? It was right, like, yeah. $11. Right. You pay a lot of money for that sandwich. You're trying to get the authentic experience because if you go to the touristy places, people are like, oh, yeah, you went there. That's not where the locals go. They go here. So you go there and they treat you like garbage and then you get a terrible experience. I never understood places like that. Like, there was a place, I don't think you had them here, called Ed DeBevix. No, never. Where heard of it. the whole point of the place was like a 50 style diner and the service is rude. They're rude to you on purpose. Yeah. And I yeah. hate, I hated it when I was a kid. Cause like, I just want to, I just want to eat my food. Okay. You, I, you're like making fun of me. This is supposed to be fun. Well, people get off on this behavior. I hated it. I just want to eat my food and leave. That's like the Dick's last resort places. That's, they have that's right. all the, that's right. all the beach towns and touristy places have. And it's the same thing where you go in there and, yeah, like, oh, it's I, so great to yell at you and make fun of you. It's like, what? I can stay at home and have what? that happen. No, but you know what the thing is, though? At least for us, like, I've been to the, I went to one once because I heard about it and I thought, well, how rude can they possibly be? And then you find out and you're like, okay, they can be pretty rude, actually. Pretty, pretty crass. And sometimes, you know, I heard some of the things they were saying to other people, not necessarily our table. And I was like, wow, they, <laughs> They really went for it on that one. I don't. That's okay. All right. That's a that's a pretty strong statement you just made there in the middle of a public place, and you work here. But after that experience, it's like, all right, I will never do this again. But now I can say I've seen it and done it. Right, I don't right. get why someone would go back time after time to get that experience. Uh, right. You can just get it on the radio three hours a day, there every single day for free. Rundown. Common Man and T-Bones. The Rundown. The Rundown. Crew lose one nothing to New England yesterday. They are bad. They can't score goals. They're ouchy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've seen some crew fans bringing up the fact that this logo name change, it's got to be weighing on the team. Let me Let me help you out with that. I don't mean to sound like a jerk, but... That probably is not why they're playing poor. I'm going to say that's why. <laughs> Columbus re- SC is 0-2 bone. That's right. Columbus SC has not had a good week. This this last week was disastrous for 
the people who you know run that team. Um, so they would like to see this turnaround. Here's what's probably going on with that team. They've had a ton of injuries. They played a lot of games, uh, six games in 19 days. That's that's a pretty tough haul uh, against some pretty good competition. They get a week now where they just have a game Sunday, and then they are off until Saturday. That's not normal for them. That hopefully helps some people get healthy for them. But, yeah, they got to find a way to score goals. They have scored in five MLS games, Mike. They have three goals for the crew. Only one of those was scored by a crew player. Two of them were own goals by DC United. So, mm. uh, yeah, that's not great right now. They've got to get better scoring. Uh, it's it's just not good enough. So I think they will get better. It's a long season. Takes a while for some teams to get going. But man, they could they could use some injury help right now. They need to get some guys healthy, and they need to just you know play one game a week and hopefully get their footing. By the way, I told you the uh, the big boss came into the radio station today, Platinum Fox, and one thing he did tell me. Hmm? Was that he liked the new branding? No, he didn't. Yes. No, he did. Why? I'm going to text him and yell at him. Uh, Let's see how sports gambling is doing three years after legalization. Of course, not every single state has legalized sports gambling, including the state of Ohio. Hopefully that will be soon. But uh, from June 2018 to May 2021, the state of Nevada brought in $909.9 million in revenue from sports gambling. The state of New Jersey beat them, bringing in $981.6 million in sports gambling revenue. That's how well this has worked out for New Jersey. Yeah, that's seems like a good idea. Seems like something that would make a lot of sense to do in this state, and hopefully it will happen soon, but... You know, one thing to keep in mind is that I believe in New Jersey, if I'm not mistaken, you can also gamble on your phone. It's not just limited right. to going to places. You can also get an app. You can download it, and you can start making bets. That's that's where a lot of this is going to come from. And just consider, Mike, all this money. Uh, they had one of the years where this happened where we were in a pandemic, and a lot of things were shut down. So a lot of the physical locations where you would go and place a bet uh, were shut down. And a lot of people probably were just saying, I'm not going to go out of my house and do well, something Well, that's why like the, that. the phone is so important, and that needs yeah. to happen here. There are 11 states that have legalized sports gambling in person and mobile, including Washington, D.C. of Nevada, New Jersey, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, Iowa, Oregon, Indiana, Illinois, Michigan, Colorado. All of those states, by the way, not all of them, but a significant amount of them are within cl- close proximity to here. Yes, and half border of them, us because half of them border us. West Virginia, like. Pennsylvania, uh, Indiana, Indiana, yeah, Michigan. They all have mobile and in person. And we brought up the state of West Virginia, brought in sixty six million dollars in in gambling revenue for a state like that. That used to be has to be huge money. I would assume. Well, think about it. if you live within a half an hour or an even an hour away from a border to one of those states. Wouldn't you just like if you really thought there was a couple bets you wanted to place before like the baseball season or coming up for football season if Ohio doesn't get their act together? Wouldn't it just make sense to one weekend find a reason to drive to that other state and then while you're doing something else there, just hop on your app and place your futures bets and then they get all that money. People, I'm sure, have done that and spent hundreds of dollars or more just for no reason, only because their state doesn't offer it, but right next door they do. You're losing out on that, Ohio, so hopefully that will change. Uh, I'm told sooner than later they're going to take this up and actually get a vote on it in the state house. Let's hope it's sooner, and then 
Maybe they'll get something done before the end of the year. Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown. A scam was played on a former college football player. We'll talk about it coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Slowdowns expected on 270 northbound after 670. An accident in that area. Please be cautious as they try to get the roadway cleaned up and plan on some slowdowns for about 15 more minutes. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples Connect is a new world of possible. Now get up to $140 off select PCs and up to $100 off select chairs. In-store only. Offer ends on the 22nd. Limit two while supplies last. Details at staplesconnect.com slash weekly app. Staples Connect, the working and learning store. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Murdering brain cells one show at a time. Back to Man and Bone. Bone? Yes? When is the best time to make an investment in your home? I'm going to guess it's right now. It is right now. Spring has sprung, kids. Make that investment that's going to increase the value of your home and improve the overall look and feel. And the only place to get new windows is from my guys and gals at Universal Windows Direct. They can't wait to tell you about their unique Unishield design and how they can save you money. Call now to schedule your personal estimate and take advantage of their buy one window, get one window free deal, plus zero payment, zero interest for two whole years. Call them now, 614-502-5220. Or click, click, universalwindowsdirect.com. Tell them Elon Musk sent you. Oh, I think uh, Elon is a supervillain. Some people really enjoy him. Oh, I um, think it's it's for sure. I mean, let's not forget that Lex Luthor and all those Superman comics, it's not like he was universally hated. There were a lot of people who thought he was doing good things. And then, you know, Superman had to stop him. But, yeah, the Elon Musk is, is the modern-day supervillain. I think you're right. Here's what I don't understand about... And I know that the people who love cryptocurrencies will scream in your face. They'll just wear you down until mm-hmm. you, you get whatever they want you to get. Like, yes, this is the way of the future. But perhaps, perhaps this method of investing is not the most stable thing in the world. Where one individual, albeit a, a powerful individual, goes on social media and says, yeah, I don't know about this thing. And then, if Elon Musk went on Twitter today and said, I got to tell you, Big Macs suck. Let me tell you something. McDonald's will be fine. (laughs) People are going to still be getting their Big Macs the next day. Are you saying if Elon Musk said, I don't believe in the dollar, everything wouldn't just suddenly like inflate a thousand percent? I don't think so. That's amazing. But that's just me. That's amazing, Mike. Now, uh, I've always felt, or not always, I have recently come to feel that every cuz i've looked into a lot of that like cryptocurrency the the nfts the what are the non-fungible tokens all that stuff and every time i have tried to hear someone explain it to me in a way that makes sense it comes away sounding like one of those uh mlm things the multi-level marketing pyramid scheme pyramid scheme yeah where it's like well if you have one and i have one and we all have one the value goes up and if you're in now you get it now and the value skyrockets and eventually it's worth all this money. And I know some people have done that with cryptocurrency I'm or even with sure NFTs. i people have gotten rich with that. I'm not debating that. People have also gotten rich off of AdvoCare for what it's worth. <laughs> but if you think everyone's getting rich off of it, I have news for you. That's not how that works. And same thing with cryptocurrency. I think 
it's a very volatile thing that yeah i'm for me personally i'm still very much skeptical of it maybe that does mean mike i'll miss out on the rocket ship to well that's why those cryptocurrency people are diversifying their diversifying their portfolios and going to target and buying sports cards so (laughs) the crypto doesn't work out it's the same thing they've got sports cards the sports card deal too. It's the same deal. It's like, well, if we just all keep right at some, th- these can't go back down in value. I lived through the eighties and nineties. I definitely am aware of that. I remember getting Beckett's and looking through them and going like, oh, my Brett Favre is up to seventeen dollars, but I never sold it, and it never went above that, and now it's worth two cents. You should have sold Bone. You could have been know, on Easy have. Street. Why? Because I thought know, seventeen dollars would have been worth in nineteen ninety three to now. <laughs> It's like at least two million. If I'd have bought cryptocurrency in nineteen ninety seven, oh wait, no, you couldn't have done that. Anyway, yeah, it would have worked out great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Austin, what him too? Austin yeah. P. Defensive back John Terrius Bryant thought he was trying out for the Atlanta Falcons, but not so much. So here's what happened: John Terrius Bryant thought he was going to Georgia this weekend to try out for the Falcons during the team's rookie minicamp. When he arrived in Flowery Branch, which is where they have their practice facility, which I just love that. Flowery Branch. He learned he had been the victim of a hoax instead. Uh, He was never actually contacted by the Falcons, but instead by someone texting him from an Atlanta area code, pretending to be a defensive but defending... You know what? This is my punishment (laughs) for talking about Elon Musk. (laughs) He has punished me now. He yeah, has sent his right. bad vibes to me and say, you can't read anymore anyway. That's right. He was contacted by someone pretending to be defensive coordinator Dean Pease. So when Bryant arrived at the team's facility Wednesday to get ready for his chance to accomplish in his NFL dream, he was instead turned away. He wrote on Twitter, I don't know or understand why this happened to me, but I do know that everything happens for a reason. Yes, this was heartbreaking for me. But just another stepping stone I am not afraid to admit or overcome. At the end of the... Hold on. He's inspiring you. Be quiet. At the end of the day, this will not make me or break me. I will still continue to fight for my dreams because I know it's what I really want. I admire that. go ahead on crap on this guy. No, no. I admire him for trying to still stay motivated and positive through all that, but... Can we stop saying everything happens for a reason? Well, some people believe well, that. Well, or, or, well, here's here's the here's the reason this happened. Somebody was a jerk. Yes, that's the reason. Someone was messing with you. Someone was a needless jerk to this guy and messed with him while he's trying to chase his dream. Is that is that like for some big cosmic purpose, or is that just because someone is just a terrible person? That's probably the second one. Is the answer for I me? I blame so, Bitcoin. Yeah, that's probably it, too. It's probably their fault. It's become All I know self-aware, is, and it's now just texting fringe football players. I can't imagine what this guy went through of like getting getting the message that you've probably been hoping for of, like, yes, finally, someone recognized that I am good enough that I could even have a shot at an NFL dream. That's all I'm looking for is a shot. You show up, and they go, who are you? No, we have no idea who you are. No, there's no chance. You have no chance of making this team. Please leave. I can't imagine the gut punch that would feel like. And I'm I am shocked that you could get that far. Well, you know, and not have someone be able to tell you like, no, this is not real. That oh, that sucks so bad for this guy. There is a mass workout this week for a bunch of these guys that haven't signed free agent deals. Like I know that Shea Patterson is going to this workout, and this dude, what's his name, John, John Terrius Bryant, is on the list for that. 
Okay. Well, that's, okay. So, so there's at least something. Yes, he's going to be going there to this mass workout. I guess it sucks this happened to him. But like the Falcons are a team that will be at this mass workout. Once he shows up and he tells you this story, right? Like, hey, I'm here. And yeah. he shows you his phone. And I assume he showed you the messages that he got. If you know that he's on the list for this workout that you're going to be at next week, don't you let him in. Sure. Don't you let him in and say, sure. hey, I, that sucks this happened to you. But you know what? Come on in. Come on in. We'll do a little workout, and then we'll see you next week at the thing. But I'd hate to think you came all this way, and I'm going to just turn you away with nothing. Wouldn't, wouldn't you just let him in? I would. I would. But you know the other part of that is I don't. The, this is not for a reason, right? Like everything happens for a reason. But this guy could turn the negative into a positive. Because if, if it were me in that situation, and I know that the Falcons are going to be there, I want every other team to see that the Falcons were stupid for passing me up and not even giving me a chance to try out. And then I want the Falcons to come back hat in hand and say, well, now we'd like to offer you a deal if you want to come be a part of our team. And you say, no, I have five other offers. (laughs) Screw you. Like maybe I hope for this guy. Imagine having your dream kind of made and then ripped away. Mm -hmm. And now he gets a chance to go to this big open workout. Maybe it motivates him to be that little extra bit better. And maybe that gets him over the hump. I don't know. I'm hoping for the best for this guy. I'm reminded of the guy from Cal who like pretended that he was getting an offer. Remember that? The offensive lineman? The fake press conference to announce where he was going. He he had a real press conference. Well, it was a real press press conference, but it was all fake stuff. Yeah, he said he was getting recruited by Cal, and he like signed a letter of intent. He put on a Cal hat. And they were like, we've never heard of this guy. No one recruited him. He made it all up. His name was uh, Kevin Hart, yeah, but believe he it or was, not. He wasn't fooled by anybody. He just lied. No, no. That was the opposite here, where he lied about it, trying to like fake it till you make it. And right. They were like, you can't do that in college football. You can't just show up and tell us we recruited you when we didn't. But yeah, this is a little bit of the opposite of that. But still, I, that reminded me of that situation. And I still can't believe someone had the guts to do that. Around the Diamond with Jason Stark is coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. Some slowdowns to watch out for. You'll find slow traffic on 71 northbound between I-70 and East Broad Street and slowdowns on 71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. Plan about a five-minute delay over there. This traffic report is sponsored by Smart Mouth, the only 24-hour mouthwash with twice daily use. There's nothing that'll scare your hot day away faster than bad breath. Luckily, Smart Mouth mouthwash has got your back for 24 full hours with two rinses a day. Smart Mouth is available anywhere where mouthwash is sold, so pick up a bottle today or visit SmartMouth.com to learn more. Only an array with fan traffic. It's time to go around the diamond. Baseball news and notes featuring everyone's favorite roast beef eating eclipse watching Hall of Famer, Jason Stark. Every single Monday this here time, we talk to our guy on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems fan guest hotline. It's Around the Diamond with Jason Stark. Hello, Jason. What's happening, Mike? You know, I was thinking, because you know, you're you you have the athletic, you write your stuff there, you have your podcast. And I haven't been invited on the podcast yet. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Wow. Wow. That's what we're doing now. We're just trying to book ourselves on the podcast by getting guests on. Is that what we're doing? Well, the, name, the name of the podcast is Jason Loves Shohei Otani because that's all. He, 
talks about all the time. We, that could be a whole separate podcast. That I know. So, podcast is Starkville, which is not located in Ohio, but could be. I don't know why it wouldn't be. Right, but I, I, I think you need sort of almost like a change of pace where you are very friendly and happy on the podcast talking about Shohei Otani, and then I can come on for two minutes and talk about how if you voted for Adam Dunn for the Hall of Fame, you should never be allowed to see the sky again. That, well, that would be my segment. All right, well, clarity, just full clarity here. I did not vote for Adam Dunn for the whole No, 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 you didn't, but Dunn. one person did, and yeah, we're going we're gonna to find that guy. That's the, that's the hunt. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> but, but, like, how did this turn into an Adam Dunn segment? I don't know. It, did, sure, it didn't. But, but we, yeah, we, we could do some shtick some week. All right. That's okay. That other question. I've put you on the spot. That's the whole point. Anyway. Uh, one guy that is going to the Hall of Fame at some point is Albert Pujols. He signs on with the Dodgers. How do you think this works out with the Dodgers? Well, it's, I mean, it's fascinating. He's obviously not going to play every day there. And, um, you know, since you mentioned my podcast or my podcast with Doug Glanville, we had Joe Madden as a guest on last week's Starkville, and he said Albert could still help another team if they had a DH spot open. And then, of course, he signed with a team that right. doesn't have a DH spot, the Dodgers. And so he's not going to play regularly, which doesn't mean, though, that he can't have an impact. Uh, you know what this reminds me of? This just feels like it has a Chase Utley feel to it. Andrew Friedman, who runs that team, has always liked the idea of having veteran players with big presence in that clubhouse. And with Albert, it, it couldn't be more obvious he's not the same player, but he still has a presence about him. Now, I just want you to think about sitting in that Dodgers clubhouse and then Albert freaking Pujols walks in the room. You don't think that has an impact? I do. I could see that, but I guess the question I would have on that is, one, do Dodgers players necessarily want to hear whatever he has to say? I'm sure some of them would, but also, you know, they've won a world championship now, many of them. The other question I have for you is, does a deal like that, you know, Albert Pujols' deal probably now looked at in hindsight is not great. Does that slow? Does that give anyone pause in Major League Baseball to say maybe these gigantic twelve, thirteen year deals with hundreds of millions of dollars? Maybe we need to not do as many of those. Do you think that? I know we've seen that trend start to go down a little bit. Do you think this gives more executives pause when they look at how this deal ended up going down? All right, those are two questions. The first is, I just think everybody who's a professional baseball player knows who Albert Pujols is and knows what Albert Pujols has done and is is going to be interested in Albert's input on stuff. You know, like, if you love what you do, you're always trying to get better at it, and you're always interested in in hearing the, the voices of people who are great at that. Um, if it's a problem, I think that's going to be more about the rest of the room and not, uh, not about Albert. Um, well, it, I think it, the success of it will, will be determined by how much Albert can help them in his limited role, but they will find optimal situations to put him in a position to succeed. I don't have any doubt about that. It's what the Dodgers do best. Now, in terms of its impact on contracts, I think we're already there. I think that your modern executive 
understands now you don't sign players to 10-year deals who are going to be close to 42 years old when that deal is done. Uh, You know, you sign players to long deals if it takes them into their mid-30s, 36 tops, but not 42. So uh, you're not going to see those kinds of deals, I'm going to say, ever. Around the Diamond with Jason Stark here on The Fan. Let's talk about the A's. The the news last week is... You know, the A's and Major League Baseball said, if we can't get something done here, then we're going to explore relocation. So now people are talking about, well, which city is it going to be? Before we start talking about where they're going to move, let's sort of speculate if they're actually going to move. They have this $12 billion project on the table. It's mixed use, which we know the state of California is not going to give out any public money to build stadiums. We're aware of that. But these teams sort of get around it by saying, well, it's mixed use, right? Restaurants, hotels, condos, it's all going to be here. Oh, and a ballpark, too. Do you think they ultimately work something out in Oakland? If not, what's the most logical destination? I do still, but don't ask me when. Don't ask me where. You know, they... They're asking for close to a billion dollars in public money for this project. That is not going to happen. Right. Um, like this is this has been so badly handled for so long. We still can't see the finish. It just you get to a point where they they need they needed to try to force progress in some way. Is it fair to say? This wasn't very well handled because there's been no public uh, positive response at all from anybody. So that's that's a real issue. The fact that they then had Major League Baseball issue a statement essentially closing the door on the Coliseum site where they play baseball now, and it's still the most logical place for them to get something done in Oakland, that was curious and potentially damaging. And then if they go somewhere, since the there's an eye ultimately toward geographical realignment, it's got to be someplace in the West. And so that leaves very limited options. It means Portland, Oregon, or Las Vegas, which would be, remember now, going from one of the top five media markets in America, Las Vegas is the, would be the smallest in baseball. Portland wouldn't be much larger. It just would offer a geographical rival for Seattle. And then the other alternative is Vancouver. But uh, like right now, we're seeing the obstacles to trying to play baseball in two different countries at once, or any sports in two different countries at once. Um, like none of these options are very good. Um, so stay tuned. Manny Machado took the hard slide to, I feel like, new territory yesterday, but curious to your thoughts. He slides into a second baseman about 20 feet from second base. Uh, I I thought that was an instant, like, that's no good. Don't do that. But I've seen people on on Twitter defending it. Where do you come down on that? And is that one of the more egregious (laughs) breakups of a double play you've ever seen? It's a good answer to say Manny's done worse. Well, right. Dustin Pedroia knows all about that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, he's done a lot worse. Uh, this was just an it was just an odd play. I, I'm still not certain it was a dirty play because he had a lot. He had moving parts in this play, but uh, like, 
I just, with Manny does stuff all the time, and I just say, why? What, what are you doing? Uh, he, he just doesn't have a firm grasp on where to draw that line, on what's, what's acceptable <laughs> behavior out there. And I, like, this may not be dirty, but it's unnecessary. Well, I feel like if he would have just you pushed the guy down, people would be like, oh, that's terrible. Don't do that. But since he slid, it's like, well, that's part of the game. And it's like not sliding in the middle of the base path <laughs> when there's no base. That's not part of the game. That's a little was, bit above yeah, and beyond to me. Right. Like, who's, who does that? Who slides there? Why can't we just have a little old-fashioned Albert Bell, Fernando Vina? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you missed? Albert was in the base path. <laughs> Fernando's got to get out of his way. Yeah, Pally. Like, slide. There was no sliding involved there. It no, was like, not. Absolutely it was not. a wrestling move, if I remember right. Uh, Jason, we always appreciate it, my friend. We'll talk to you next week. Enjoyed it, guys. Thanks. Around the Diamond with Jason Stark on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Uh, Bone, we have Backpage coming up, and your guys in the Nordeca... Mm. They met with the crew today, so we'll tell you how that went. All right. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. Still watching an accident on 270 northbound after 670. Plan on some slowdowns as they can try to get this clear, and please use caution over here in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Wendy's Breakfast. Wendy's Frosty Chino is cold brew with frosty creamer, so wake up with a breakfast baconator, seasoned potatoes, and a little frosty in your coffee, and make your good morning great, because Wendy's Frosty Chino is cold brew with frosty creamer. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's at participating U.S. Wendy's. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Buckeye Show coming up at the top of the hour. Filling in for Timmy tonight is Chops. He's back. Hello, Chopper. Hello, guys. How you doing tonight? Doing fantastic. Oh, Although I forgot to ask Jason Stark his favorite salty snack food, and that's driving me crazy. Oh, yeah, I'm stupid. Suck. I apologize. Oh. We'll do it next week. But I, I just saw this for you, Bone, a little tweet from the Nordeca. Yeah. They said, we are unbelievably excited to report that we had a very heartfelt and productive discussion with the crew ownership in front office this afternoon. Your voices have been heard. Hashtag we are the crew. So here's why I'm confused. First of all, it's a nice statement there. Yeah. They then posted a photo yeah. of uh, Dr. Pete, D. Haslam, and the son-in-law whose name... J.W. Johnson. J.W. Johnson. Sounds like a hotel chain, but whatever. <laughs> Let him live. But there's no members of the Nordeca in the photo. Was, was this photo taken today is the uh, question. Yes, I have a little bit of confirmation on that. This photo was taken post-meeting. Okay, all right, well then here's so my thoughts on this. Okay. It's taken post-meeting, so it was taken today. Dr. C- Dr. Pete is wearing an old crew hat. Yeah, he's wearing the original hard hat crew logo. Yeah, hat. the construction guys. Yeah. And D. Haslam has crew swag on. She's wearing a crew jacket, but it's not the new logo crew jacket. It's the old crest crew jacket yes, yes. which I think, to me speaks volumes doesn't it <laughs> well i i look man the whole reason the meeting exists is because of the logo and the name and if they show up to the meeting with both of them wearing the logos that people like and the name that people like on the jersey i think that's a fairly good sign uh that that there is an attempt by ownership to say we understand and want to listen to your concerns uh, I know from the people that I have talked to within the Nordeca who were, you know, very passionate about this. Um, everything as I know it was on the table. Like 
look, do you want us to show up to your next game or do you want us to like boycott it? <laughs> do you want us to, I mean, they want to go for the players and support that, but that's how passionate some of the people in this were. So the fact they walk into that meeting and at the end of it, they come out with everybody smiling and pictures being taken. That seems to indicate that getting to a pathway where things are going to get better. Is, so well, I hope is the passion true. for the crew or the crest? Well, what do you mean? Like the well, passion, the, well, go ahead. Do they want the, is it more about keeping the name officially the crew or is it more about not changing the crest to I that new C logo? It's beyond all of that. I think it's, I think it is. Now, again, this is the Nordeca, but they represent a large segment of the fan base, right? Because there are people who don't sit in that corner who are members of the Nordeca because they're crew fans. But I think for a lot of the people, it's they want to have their voices heard by ownership. When there's a problem with something that means a lot to a lot of fans, they want to be heard, right? I said this. I was on with Dom Tiberi last night on Wall to Wall Sports on 10 TV. You should watch it every weekend when it's on. But Dom brought that up to me, and I said, look, if you're going to treat people like customers, don't be surprised when they act like customers, right? I don't have any loyalty to the stores I shop at other than who has the best deal, who's got a coupon, do they have the food I want, do they have the thing I'm looking for. When you are a sports team, there's a different level of loyalty, but also there's that understanding that if there's a problem, you're not going to be treated like a customer service line. You're going to be treated with a different level of respect because it's a fan-to-team relationship. Like the line in Fever Pitch where the the kid goes, you love the Red Sox, but have they ever loved you back? <laughs> right. Just yeah. like that, Chuck. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy Fallon movies like are that. always appropriate to bring up. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> That's actually supposed to be a soccer movie, but that's a whole other thing. Well, Fever I mean, that's supposed to be. It was a soccer a movie, book. and then they made yeah. it a baseball movie. It's All a right. book by an Arsenal do we, fan. Do we have to do this again? No. That's All fine. Right. Anyway, so, yeah, good news. Bottom line is, looks like good things from the crew, so let's hope so. Well, my conspiracy theory is, you know, we have the ownership there, and they're all smiling. We heard everything went well, but we don't see any actual Nordeca members in this photo. Maybe the ownership killed all the people in the meeting today. <laughs> yeah, and they've taken over the Nordeca right. Twitter that's, account. Like, hey, everything's fine. <laughs> everything's good here. We worked it out. You don't see there's the dead just, bodies laying on their, laying at their a, feet. There's a man wheeling out a wheelbarrow <laughs> right, exactly. full of bodies, and he's just like, nothing to see here. Just We've worked some everything all. out. Everything's fine. Okay. Just put it in whatever refuse is left over from the construction site. <laughs> right. And we'll just hey. go away. That's exactly how that works. You're exactly right. What's coming up on the Buckeye Show tonight, Chops? All right, tonight on the Buckeye Show, hanging out with Biddle for two hours. We're going to talk about Buckeyes and how they fared in their first rookie mini camp. Then some predictions on those guys. We're going to talk about the Ohio State basketball schedule, what we know about it so far. And we're going to talk to Adam Jardy in the 7 o'clock hour. Buckeye Show, top of the hour, right here on The Fan. Back page. The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Bone. Well, man, there is a uh, oldest man in Australia, as that would make sense. There's someone who's the oldest person living in every country, but the man who's the oldest man in Australia, he lives in Canberra, and his name is Dexter Kruger. He has been 111 for 124 days, so I guess that now makes him the oldest person alive, or the oldest person ever in Australia, because there was a man who died in 2002, who lived to 123 days past 111. Anyway, so they Australia asked, continent or Australia country? Oh, see, I don't... I didn't even know. What yeah, we, as what far as I know, here? it's... Yeah, it's Australia currently. I don't know. It's Australia. Anyway, chops. Dex, Dexter Kruger 
was talking to the Australian Broadcasting Corporation. They asked him, you know, the question they always ask people who live that long. How do you do it? What do you attribute to the long life? And he says that he eats uh, delicacy every week of chicken brains. Oh. He says chicken brains, you know, chickens have a head and in there there's a brain and they're delicious little things. There's only one little bite. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I've heard that chickens do not have large brains. Uh, His son, Greg, who is 74, said his father's simple outback lifestyle is what has given him the long life. It's the bush Uh, bone. No, he means the restaurant. He actually goes to Outback every week, not actually living in (laughs) Australia. So, Congrats to Dexter Kruger. He's 111. May he live many, many more years. I'd eat the one bite of chicken brain. Why not? Once, maybe. I don't know if I would go back. Does he eat it raw? It doesn't say. It just Mm. says that he eats it once a week. He, He treats himself to chicken brain, which that would seem more like an obligation than a treat, but hey. It's his, it's well, his you didn't grow up living in the life. bush. I didn't. That You're was right. a delicacy. I'm, if you make it to 111, though, you got to like think all your superstitions are correct. I will say, this guy lived in the Australian outback and farmed cattle. Mm-hmm. This man has seen spiders that are bigger than the squirrels we have around here. Like, no joke. He, This man has seen a lot, is all I'm telling you. This is terrifying with the, the animals. You call the that a knife. <laughs> That's, where, where is he from, Arkansas? I don't know. It was a horrible accent. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> was, was that Little Rock Dundee? Is that what that was? You call that a knife? Here's a knife. Let's watch Joel Osteen on TV. <laughs> Buckeye Show is coming up next. We'll see you tomorrow. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. Still watching an accident causing slowdowns on 270 northbound after 670. Traffic is still building in this area. Please be cautious over here. Plan on some slowdowns as they try to get this cleaned up. This traffic report is sponsored by Wendy's Breakfast. Wendy's Frosty Chino is cold brew with Frosty Creamer. So wake up with a breakfast baconator, seasoned potatoes, and a little Frosty in your coffee, and you make your good morning great. Because Wendy's Frosty Chino is cold brew with Frosty Creamer. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's. Elmy and Array with fan traffic. Hey, Common Man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But we have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. One is angry. The other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald. Bald, bald. Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. All right. I, too would be bald if I don't if I didn't take these pills every single day. <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills or whatever the generic is called now. Yeah. For almost twenty years. It's called amateur Pecia. <laughs> I didn't think about it for a second. Good job. <laughs> and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills, like my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well it's funny because we were watching last night I had the NBA games on and uh ESPN I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh, Richard Jefferson. I wanted, Richard I Jefferson. Yes. Uh, maybe, I don't remember. It's one of the bald guys that does ESPN broadcast, whatever. And so Richard Jefferson is obviously shaved head. This guy also shaved head, you know, probably trying to forestall the inevitable. And Melissa's like, wow, man, everybody's just, you know, out here not embracing their baldness. And I'm like, You're, I, I too shave. Like, I don't let it grow long. I don't have like the, you know coconut with a 
Hulu skirt I think on you it. Like, no, I'm not going to do you that. Need a different look, and you can't shave it all the way. No, you I, can't be totally bald. You look like a clan member. Thanks. You, thanks. you would. I, you would look like a total I clan mean, member if you were totally bald. I would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on. Like that makes you. Yeah, but don't you just stop? What it am now. I supposed to do? I'm bald. Like I just. You have that look to you. A fat white guy who's bald. No, there are other it? white people who can pull it off. I'm just saying that that's not something you could pull off. I don't think. No, I have like shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. That's I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is you got to do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah, like I have the stubble going, and sometimes it gets a little longer. Then I have to shave it back down. But the the cue ball polished dome thing. That's a whole nother level. Like of Stanley commitment. Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like, oh, he's going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn. But you're you, saying, I, I think you're people saying get the wrong impression. You would accuse me of it even though you know me and know I would never do right. something like that. I, know, I know. I've known you the, for years. That's bad. But I would just yell well, racist at you and run away. Well, I'm glad I don't shave my head all the way down then. Is it okay where it is now? Because oh, I just want to. Okay, good. I yeah, just want to make sure. Like every other fat. Soccer loving yes, guy. Good. Right I don't, <laughs> don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate. So good. All right. A special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet. Come back for more podcast. And again, the podcast is sponsored by our friends because they pay us care, heating and cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. Stop listening now. The podcast is over. Turn it off. Go do something. 